Welcome to Try Friend Heroes, a Legend of Zelda podcast. I'm Ellen. I'm Kayla. And I'm Cosm. <laughs> and that's hey, Bowie. Hey, hey. <laughs> Let's talk about Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oracle. Oracles, mm. yay! So today we're discussing the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Link is called by the Triforce to Holodrum and Labyrinth. I didn't practice saying this before I read it. Online. <laughs> To save Din, the Oracle of Seasons, and Nero, the Oracle of Ages, but also to fight Ganon, because, you know, it's Legend of Zelda. Yes. <laughs> These games were developed by Flagship, which later became a subsidiary of Capcom. So they were, I mean, that's why people say they were developed by Capcom, but it, they were developed by an independent company at the time. And the critically acclaimed 11th best-selling Game Boy Color games were released in 2001 and sold a combined 3.9 million copies, which is a little bit more than Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. They're all the stats are listed as some combined, so I guess that's all of them combined. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So perhaps each individual one sold less, but that is the stat that I found. You know what else was released in 2001 when this game was released? Wind Waker? <laughs> is that 2001? No. no, no. That was like 2003 or something. Was I it think. really? Wow. Yeah, it's next. But you know what was released in 2001 was the Game Boy Advance. I was like, this is oh. pretty late in the Game Boy Color like oh, library. Yeah. And then I realized, so this game was released in like February 2001 in Japan and then May in North America. And the Game Boy Advance was released in March 2001 in Japan. Wow. Yeah, so like one month later. But then I also looked and there were Game Boy Color games being released until like 2003 or 2004. That's true. So, so yeah. anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Fun fact, this game came out basically right before the Game Boy Advance came out. And technically, the next like new content that came out after this was the port of Link to the Past. So we already talked mm-hmm. about Link to the Past, and it was also developed by Flagship, which we didn't talk about at the time. So the port uh, was, or yeah, the port was. Oh, I don't know, neat. Well, these games were apparently originally designed to support of something. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but then it became like so different. They decided to like pitch oh, it as a uh, new Zelda idea. One. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. There's a lot of sprites that are exactly the same mm-hmm. and a lot of bosses that are exactly the same mm-hmm. and a lot of music that's exactly the same but mm-hmm. and a lot of music that's new but yeah well sprites are very reminiscent of uh, Link's Awakening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think a lot of the enemy ones are too but then there were some of the bosses were like the two-headed dragon was in one yeah. of them yeah all the mm-hmm. I mentioned my section but yeah it's like all the seasons bosses except for like one or two are basically straight out of Zelda one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, this feels very familiar when I was, like, fighting all of them. Sometimes the, like, stage was different, but they were basically the same. I was like, hey, Dodongo's back again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay. Yuck and Dig Dogger. <laughs> Classic names. <laughs> all those memorable mm-hmm. Zelda names that you, th- when you think of the Legend of Zelda, you just think of them. Um, anyway, seamless segue to you. That's, <laughs> that's my cue. That's the end of my intro about this game and my interesting facts that I've pulled. <laughs> Oh, I guess, wait, one other interesting fact. So this was developed by Capcom, and it was supposed to be a port. Um, and then they were going to do three games, which would make sense per Zelda. Yeah. Well, you... with, with Naru, Ferrer, and Din, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think Ferrer is the one that didn't get yes. kidnapped. But then Ferrer is... She's hanging out in a tree the whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She becomes, like, the Oracle of Secrets. So there's the Oracle of Seasons, who's Din, the Oracle of Ages, who's Naru. But yeah, there was apparently going to be three games, but then it became very complicated. And I think, like, two with the secret system is enough. So I think they were like, let's just do this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. a pretty impressively complicated setup already. So It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think the third game was going to be, like, art and color-based or something. Oh, fancy. Oh, that would have been cool. 
because the the third stage is going to be like a painter or something. Or Oracle of Angels is like time travel. It's very sim similar in concept to Ocarina of Time, in uh, that you go yeah. to the past and to the present, I guess, or the future. Mm, I don't know. I, I would say it's almost more like um, Link to the Past, right? Yes, I think in practice it's more similar to Link to the Past. Yeah, the concept is obviously very reminiscent of Ocarina mm -hmm. of Time. Yeah, yeah. I guess in general that it's like time time travel. Yeah, but the fact that it's like the world's. Like it's kind of like the world map is like different in the past. I think is similar. At the start, anyway, you like travel between these portals in like mm -hmm. specific areas. Yes, yeah. until you get the songs, and then mm -hmm. it's more reminiscent of Ocarina of Time. Well, even then, it's like the the mirror that you get in uh, Link to the Past because you can that right. the song and the mirror only goes one way. Well, at the um, end, you get one that goes both ways. But oh, okay. Yeah, none of us finished that game, <laughs> right? Yeah. I started with ages, so. Mm -hmm. No, 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 it was finished Link to the Past, right? Wait. Oh, that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that had, like, 12 bajillion dungeons. Oh. But yeah, you mentioned... Ages, you go, like, you start out with just the one that connected yeah. to the portals, and then you find the one that only goes one way, and then at the end you get a song that can let you just kind of... You can do it time at will, basically. Oh, you know, I, I, I know we mentioned it last episode, but um, do we want to refresh everyone's memory on what games we played? Oh... Yeah, we could. I was okay. thinking we should do a stack rank at the end now that we've played more. Unless we talked about it last time, which I forgot. Oh, no, I meant that, like, you you played Seasons. Oh. Kayla played Ages. Yeah, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I played all of Ages and got about a third to a halfway through Seasons and then watched a video of the rest. Good job. You, you, played, you played the most. I finished Oracle of Seasons, and I didn't play Oracle of Ages at all. I just watched the playthrough. And, um, oh, and I played it on 3DS, and you played on 3DS also, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I played Seasons on the Game Boy. Oh, you actually uh, had it? No. It oh, emulator. you played an emulator. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't get very far uh, for various reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No need, no need to go into detail about that. He explained the reasons to us. It's not important <laughs> to you, the listener. It's fine. I thought I was going to be way behind everyone else because I had no. like, some other real-life deadlines to meet, so I didn't mm -hmm. spend so as much I. time as I wanted to, but... I kind of powered through at the very end, so I guess I got farther than yeah. <laughs> you yeah, losers. Yeah, exactly. You were like, three days before this recording, you were like, oh yeah, I don't know if I'm going to finish both of them. And I was like, I'm going to play a lot, and then that didn't happen. <laughs> but I think, as I said, in our pre-planning, we learned that we can only play one game a month, <laughs> it turns out. Yeah. Even, I, I thought that these were going to be, have like less content, but I was wrong. There was like as much in both of these as Link to the Past basically it's a less seamless segue to me now yeah i guess so so the oracle games might take place between a link to the past and link's awakening with the same link or after a link to the past and link's awakening with the same link or they might be entirely separate <laughs> good good start it was like the triforce is calling you you're just like you're you're a link in a universe yeah, there's like arguments for any of those placements and arguments against any of those placements i'll go into it a little bit later okay <laughs> Uh, but wherever it lies in the timeline, the story of both games involves Link being magically transported by the Triforce to a distant land where trouble is brewing. In Ages, Link is sent to the land of Labrina, where he meets the titular Oracle of Ages, Nehru. No relation to the goddess. <laughs> like, biologically, I assume she's named after her. <laughs> Who has power over time and also protects a powerful instrument called the Harp of Ages. Shortly after Link meets her, Nehru is kidnapped by an evil sorceress named Varen, who plans to use her powers to travel hundreds of years back in time and create an age of darkness. She does this by manipulating the land's ruler during that time, Queen Ambi, into constructing a huge, menacing tower to spread sorrow throughout the land. Varen's tampering with the timeline also does damage to the memory of Laburna's guardian spirit, the Maku Tree. 
With the use of Nehru's Harp of Ages to travel between past and present, Link must journey across the land to gather eight essences of time to restore the Mockertree's memory, so that she can help him defeat Varen and restore the natural flow of time in Labrina. In Seasons, Link is instead sent to Hollow Drum by the Triforce, where he meets Din, the Oracle of Seasons. Din, naturally, has power over the Seasons through her connection to the four spirits residing in the Temple of Seasons. Also naturally, she too gets kidnapped right after meeting Link. Her kidnapper is an armored villain called Onox. Onox? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Who <laughs> yeah. seals her in a crystal within his castle and sinks the Temple of Seasons into the underground land of Sabrosia, which throws Holodrum into chaos, rapidly shifting between spring, summer, autumn, and winter, with no rhyme or reason. Onox's tampering also does damage to this land's guardian, Maku Tree, and he sends Link to... And he sends Link to collect the eight essences of nature in order to break the seal on Onox's castle and restore the natural order of the land. To help in this task, Link must also find the sunken temple and retrieve the Rod of Seasons, allowing him to switch the seasons at will to fully explore Holodrum. And in a Linked game, where the events of both occur sequentially, this is all revealed to have been a plot of the witch's twin Rova to revive Ganon by sowing chaos and lighting the flames of sorrow, destruction, and despair. Though defeated by Link, Varen and Onox did their jobs well enough to light the flames of sorrow and destruction and the witches turn to kidnapping Princess Zelda, who has traveled to whichever land Link saved last, in order to light the last flame and complete the resurrection ritual. With the oracles lending him their power, Link goes to confront Twin Rova, but with their defeat, they instead decide to sacrifice their own body in order to complete Ganon's resurrection. And everyone's favorite magical pig demon returns as Link's final foe. <laughs> He's my favorite magical pig demon, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's a pretty competitive uh, arena, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like him, and then like the... The parents from Spirited Away that got turned into pigs. Are there any other evil magical pigs? Hold on, I'm thinking. Oh, no, that's a bull. I was going to say that. Oh, like in The Last Unicorn? Mm. I'm pretty sure I made a reference to The Last Unicorn when we were talking about Ganon the first time, because it reminds me of that. His sprite mm, reminds yeah, me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of a boar-like bull, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a, yeah, it's got horns. Pigs don't have horns, so he's, that's how you know he's evil, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we found three different, two different other characters. That's <laughs> that's sufficient, right? <laughs> anyway, Link defeats him once again and rescues Zelda, finally and fully bringing peace to both lands. And then he goes sailing off on a boat, possibly to get shipwrecked and sucked into the dream of a flying whale god. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that can't be canon because isn't Zelda with him at the end too? Can't be canon either. <laughs> yes. I think she's, he's on the boat alone. Okay, he might be on the boat alone to be shipwrecked. Yeah. So it's like. As far as the timeline, um, the first official, quote-unquote official, timeline that Nintendo released had it between A Link to the Past and Link's Awakening. Yeah. I feel like the ending of the game is kind of trying to hint to that with him, you know, sailing away since he, since Link's Awakening starts with him on a sailboat. Yes. Getting shipwrecked. Yes. Um, but then a later uh, edition of the timeline they put out has it after Link's <laughs> Awakening. Okay. So I guess he, he went to some non-documented place <laughs> and then sailed back to Hyrule and got shipwrecked and then went to Laverna and Holodrum and then sailed back to Hyrule again. Okay. And got shipwrecked. Do you think after getting shipwrecked, he would not? <laughs> maybe it's after Wind Waker. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but then it doesn't really make sense that it's connected to either game because like Zelda has to introduce herself to him. <laughs> You're asking questions. I think the Triforce is... So the Triforce is established to be in the Sacred Realm, which is like a different universe, right? So if the Triforce can, like, li like be... Uh, it doesn't live or reside. If it exists in a different realm, couldn't it just, like, pull a link to, like, a different universe? Question mark? 
I guess so. I got it all figured out. Alternate universe Zelda. And then they're like, I don't Link know. Link seems to be sure. an established hero in the realm, though. That's true. Impa's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> Impa's always know. They always know everything. <laughs> like, I heard about you. Can you save this place? Maybe Impa is like Rick from Rick and Morty. And just like, there's all the Ricks know things. Mm. And Zelda's just the Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. But Twinrova also wants to resurrect Ganon. And it's like canon in Ocarina of Time that they're like... They know about him for wait, don't aren't they uh Gerudos in Ocarina yeah, of Time? And his foster mother. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Although right. in the official timeline these games all take place after Ocarina of Time because it's I think it's in the hero's downfall that these are in. So Right. Anyway, the Zelda timeline is nonsense, so <laughs> Right. The point is there I think you can ex- you could explain it in any of those various ways. But uh yeah. it's just another riff on Zelda, is my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And by nonsense, I mean it's really fun to play around and think about and <laughs> make yeah. silly theories about, but mm-hmm. you're never going to have a good answer because <laughs> they weren't thinking about that when they were making the games. They are just making yeah, fun no. games. I feel like the shipwreck at the end hints very closely at it being before Link's Awakening, if I really mm-hmm. had to like pin it down. Yeah, the games have a lot of connections to Link's Awakening and like, their style yeah. and enemies and sprites and everything. They actually use like the same music when you get the like harp. It plays like this... I think it's the same as like when you get the instruments, like the windfishes instruments. Mm. So you know, if you're all in the windfishes subconscious or whatever, and it's like generate, you're you and the windfish are dreaming together, <laughs> then maybe maybe it's all like Link's inner music monologue. <laughs> I was like, where am I going with this sentence <laughs> halfway through? <laughs> yeah. So you didn't disappoint. <laughs> I really love Link's Awakening. I just love to talk, think about how it's like a crazy dream and it's like the best. I just love mm-hmm. it so much. That's that's all. <laughs> Anything that I can like justify using Link's Awakening makes me chuckle and makes me happy. <laughs> the windfish was a psychedelic whale <laughs> with wings. Anyway. Tiny wings. Tiny wings. <laughs> he doesn't need wings to fly. He's like a dream whale. <laughs> Anyway, I was happy that Tr- Twinrova came back, except they didn't have like a crazy dialogue like they did yeah. in Ocarina of Time, which was disappointing. It's fun to see them in uh, 2D. There are a lot of uh, like I think this is the might be the only game we get 2D Zoras and Gorons in. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So far, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just said you didn't like the Zora sprite. Yeah, I found it a little eye. unsettling. It's the horrifying eyes. It's because they don't have as much detail. Like they kind of have soulless eyes, like the Zora tadpoles from Majora's Mask. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It does look like that, and they were sort of creepy, also and unsettling. But everything in Majora's Mask is un- creepy and unsettling, so it didn't seem out of place. The Gorons looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the eight-bit renditions of their music of the Goron music. Mm-hmm. It's like that's great. I enjoy this. So, uh, as far as the characters go, it first seems like it's not going to have our classic trio of Link, Zelda, and Ganon, but they both show up in a, a Linked game. So, mm-hmm. But uh, we mostly got Link, and Impa shows up, another variation of Zelda's uh, I don't know, handmaid and nursemaid. <laughs> it looked more like the older game. Yeah. Impa. Mm-hmm. Not like... Old lady Impa. Yeah, not like Sheikah, badass Impa. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would have enjoyed that. Uh, we got the Maku tree, which exists in both lands. Definitely not the Deku tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, and one's a 
Sundari girl. I love with Link because of course he does. <laughs> I thought it was weird and funny. <laughs> I like every time you're there, then the Deku tree's like, or the D, the Maku tree's like blushing. <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm. it's you. I said I was going to marry you, but I don't remember anything. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like normal at first, and then like you save her in the past, and then she's like, it's like one day I'll marry you, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that she's like a tree and can't move. <laughs> uh, we have some. Uh, woefully underused animal companions in this. I know. Uh huh. Best Zelda mounts. Yeah. I said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> you got uh, Ricky, the uh, boxing glove wielding kangaroo, kangaroo Moosh, <laughs> the flying bear, bear cat, <laughs> and Dimitri, who's a friendly Dodongo. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of um, in the Kirby games. He has like these animal companions. One of them's named Rick, so that might be why I thought of him. Hmm. He can ride on them, and they give you like special powers. <laughs> There's no horrifying Kirby in this game. <laughs> no. like in that one. <laughs> that would have been fun too you could like absorb suck up all your enemies that would have been great yeah instead you just moot doesn't no moot doesn't do anything doesn't dimitri like chomps moot ground then... pounds right? oh moot ground pounds dimitri just consumes them like you don't even get a <laughs> like item drop because they're just gone <laughs> it's kind of like the um the chain chomp in this, like... <laughs> the chain chomp is hilarious that it just like bounce jumps out and like absorbs things i forgot about that the first time that happened i was just like oh my god (laughs) i was like i have the power (laughs) nobody mess with me i've got a fucking chain chomp and i'm ready to use it and i just like walked around and let chain chomp eat like um what are they called like moblins or whatever i really enjoyed moosh i was like take me over these like holes moosh i want to fly it was a good time yeah they were cute i went with dimitri just because i liked him being a friendly dodongo (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I did like him too. <laughs> They're all cute. Yeah. I think we need to bring those mounts to Tears of the Kingdom. Are you listening to me, Nintendo? Right. <laughs> I was about to say to Breath of the Wild, but then I was like, no, no, no. Now we have we can make demands now. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. But yeah, they're really underused. Really only used them in the segment where they're introduced in each yeah. game, and then and then like you can call them back, but there's not really any reason to. And you kind of have to, like, I don't know if it was just I wasn't doing it right, but you kind of have to, like, be in the area where they are. Like, you can't call them anywhere on the map. Um, mm-hmm. At least I wasn't able to, so. Mm-hmm. But I get moosh pretty frequently. I was like, take me here. Take me there. Fly me over here with your tiny wings, etc. Mm-hmm. It is neat, though, like, the the section you need them for will, like, change depending on which animal companion you picked. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had Dimitri, so the section I had to navigate was all full of water. Hmm. Uh, and then you have the uh, the sages, Nehru and Din, and Ferrari tucked in a... <laughs> in a tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the respective villains, who are just kind of there to be villains. Did they really have motivation other than be evil? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the Twin Rover wanted... So the Twin Rover wanted them to ultimately resurrect Ganon, so they mm-hmm. sent Ona, Onox, Onyx, and Varen to, like, get the oracles to light to sacrifice them to light the other flames and then they were gonna use zelda which i guess makes sense i guess she could be an oracle so i don't know like called them from the darkness or whatever i don't know if that means they like created them or they were like i don't know evil spirits or something but i don't know mm-hmm. i assume they're kind of like evil evil people that existed that could be manipulated by twin rova to like do their bidding but i don't know yeah it seemed like they weren't theoretically not powerful enough to resurrect Ganon fully without them, without getting help, I guess. That's the implication. I don't know. I'm just thinking better right now. 
I, I just didn't ask questions. <laughs> You're like, Ganon has to be. Like I had to go back. I'm like, wait, why did I collect these essences again? Yeah, I know. Well, while I was playing, I was like, uh, the voice is like, go to this place. And you're just like, okay. But then later I was like, what were we, what was I doing? Why was I getting these? <laughs> I think in both cases you have to restore the trees or memory or whatever. And then somehow that helps you. I don't yeah, then they like give you a giant seed that breaks the barrier on whatever final dungeon it is. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So they had similar things, but slightly different things. You know what was exciting was that Tingle was back. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. And also, uh, the big Goron was back, mm -hmm. and the Song of Storms yes. makes an appearance in Seasons. Yeah, Guru Guru or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is great. Eight bit Song of Storms. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it made me happy. Oh, and you know what level returned? Jabu Jabu's belly, the greatest yeah. possible level. <laughs> It had a different nauseating visual effect this time, I noticed. <laughs> I really like the tiny Jabu Jabu in the past. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I feel like there was, like, the, I don't know, like, the past. So, like, in Ocarina of Time, you go forward, like, seven years or something, or, like, nine years or whatever it is. I forget. Ten years. Seven. seven? Okay, so I was right. Yeah. yeah. So you go forward, like, seven years. But in this, it seems like you go back, like, way in the past in, yeah. in Oracle of Ages, where, like, you know, the... It's like 400 years <laughs> <laughs> or the world is theoretically completely completely different and like yeah the tree is tiny and java java is tiny mm -hmm. but they're all very different things are very different in the past mm -hmm. in this game it's supposed to being like slightly different in ocarina of time yeah see like we're saying the bosses in um seasons are almost entirely zelda one bosses mm -hmm. remade which is neat um and obviously has to do with uh, the idea that at least the concept of a Zelda one remake was one of the starting points of these games. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, as far as the the ages bosses aren't really too notable in my opinion. I'm just kind of, I guess they're a bit more puzzly, which is kind of interesting. Cool. Like a lot of them have like, like you have to figure out, like all Zelda bosses have a little bit of a puzzle element because you usually have to figure out how to use the like, yeah the item. new item. But they have ones like like the head thwomp where you have to like throw a bomb when the certain face is facing forward and. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you hit the wrong one, it'll start, like, different attack processes and stuff. Yeah, the there are two things that I noticed about the bosses. The ones in Seasons, which is the game that I played, were, like, yeah, pretty straightforward. I was like, okay, this is, like, a Dodongo. I gotta throw a bomb. Yeah. But then there was, like, an added element of, like, you have to pick it up or whatever and throw it. In Ages, there are two things that I noticed. One, there was more ghosts. I don't know what the deal was, but there were so many more ghosts in Oracle <laughs> of Ages. I feel like death is, like, a theme. In Oracle of Ages, for whatever reason. But there were, like, a bunch of, like, spooky bosses. There was, like, ghosty ones. There was, like, the pumpkin head one. I was like, oh, you guys get Jack Skellington in your... <laughs> in, in this Zelda game. Um, but, yeah, they were, they were a little bit different. I think it's more because, like, they were not encountered in other games. So maybe that's why it seems more like a puzzle. I don't know. Yeah. And there's also the... Um... The last boss that's not, like, the main boss um, was, like, a stone head and hands. Oh, yeah. Like, a whole bunch of different phases that you have to attack in different ways, which mm -hmm. reminded me a lot of the, the bosses coming up in Wind Waker. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think the head and hands boss is, is kind of a thing, kind of a Nintendo thing. Yeah. Uh, as far as the regular enemies, it's 
not too many unique ones. Uh, there's some that only appear in Link's Awakening other than these games, which is mm. kind of neat. Um, I think the only unique one I noticed was the candle dudes that you have to like light their head mm-hmm. with the oh. fire seed and then they bounce around and explode. Yep. Yeah. I don't think they show up anywhere else. Are you talking about the like floaty face things? No, this was in Ages, right? An Ages enemy that you, you shoot with fire and then they're on they're kinda like bomb bombs at that point where they oh, run okay. around until they explode. Oh, I see. They look like little like white candles with like a wick on the top and mm-hmm. then you like shoot them with the with the fire seeds and it lights them on fire mm-hmm. and then they bounce around and eventually explode. There's this enemy in um, Seasons where it's, like, these floaty face things that you have to use the magnetic glove to, like, flip around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And there's, like, similar things in other games. Like, things that you have... There are things that you have to turn around. There was, like, those matching, like, the card suit things or the shapes that you had had to match them. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there was, like, similar stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. In concept, but not that specifically that I can think of. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't. I enjoyed the magnetic glove. Yeah, about it's a really it cool called. item. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some neat items in this in these games. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the switch hook. That too. Yeah. yeah, that's it's really really unique. Um, we don't we don't ever see it again. I don't think. Right. I don't think so. It should come back. The magnetic yeah. glove and the switch hook are kind of like substitutes for the hook shot, basically. Mm-hmm. But you use them in like a slightly different way. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the switch hook, you it changes your position with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like the magnetic glove, like you change the direction, and you can like float across stuff or towards stuff. So it's kind of like a hook shot mm-hmm. in a way. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah, they, they were very cool items. I th- I think um, the items in this are very very unique and and interesting. Um, Definitely the most interesting changes I've seen, I think, between any of the games, other than maybe, obviously, like, switching from 2D to 3D, you have to make a huge adjustment. But I think even then, it's a lot of the same items, but in 3D, where these are very, very unique, and I don't know. Yeah, there was, like, some that were the same, um, you know, like, Rock's Feather, or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you had to, of course, like, get a bracelet to pick things up, which is so annoying. Yeah. Um, Yeah. <laughs> but then, like one of the upgrades to Rock's Feather lets you like float, <laughs> like mm-hmm. kind of fly, like Rock's cape. Um, and then yeah, yeah like, a bracelet sprite looks like a croissant. It does look like a croissant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't look like a bracelet. And then like yeah, the the magnetic gloves. And then this one had like the one had the seed shooter, and the other one had the seed slingshot. Slingshot, yeah, yeah. And I think you, again, you get like similar weapons, but it's not exactly the whole like seed thing. I don't think we talked about that, but that's. Mm-hmm. I don't think that comes back in other games, but I could be wrong. There was like special seeds, like the beans, the magic beans that you can use in o- Ocarina yeah. of Time and Majora's Mask. But yeah, you can yeah you can use them in Majora's Mask too. Yeah. But like the different seeds doing different stuff wasn't really a thing. Yeah, the only thing I can think is maybe Minish Cap because I don't remember enough about that game, but I don't think it comes in any of the other. I don't know. And it had like you had like magic seeds was kind of replaced like magic powder, which is one of the items in other mm-hmm. games. And the ember seed kind of works like the lantern. But... Or the can- the yeah. little candle thing in the first Zelda. Mm-hmm. I liked how the gale seed became like a warp thing. That was convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very similar to Wind Waker. Like the warp yes. song yes. in Wind Waker where you can warp to the different points. Mm-hmm. There wasn't... Oh, I guess like... Well, you have like the ocarina can warp you to different places, but it's not like where you get to choose. Like you have to know the song. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean... Um... <laughs> Majora's Mask. Uh, that oh, one yeah, you can choose which the, the owl the, song yeah. lets you choose. Yeah. 
these games were interesting because like they reused a lot of things but they kind of like changed they reused concepts and actual like kind of assets or like redid assets in a very similar way like the sprites and stuff but then yeah then stuff like that where it's like oh okay we can make like warp points like the owl and ocarina like the owl song and ocarina of time and have that that you can choose as opposed to sorry Majora's Mask as opposed to there was like you could use the flute to warp in like Zelda one, but you had to cycle through all the dungeons. And this one like gave you different points that you could pick, and it's interesting. It's definitely a game that's like fun if you've played other Zelda games. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, did you have others? Do you want? Yeah, you I mean, I, I have no problem. It was too seamless. But other than that, <laughs> I have no problem if you're done, Kayla. It was too seamless. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> fuck. <laughs> We're halfway through my segment already, I guess. <laughs> um, you sound mad. Are you okay? Is everything okay? <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the the items in this game are very cool, unique. Um, I think we talked about the companions. Um, there's three of them. Moosh. The Moosh um, Ricky, and... Dimitri? Dimitri, that's a lot. <laughs> um, a Pegasus bear, maybe? <laughs> A kangaroo and a dodongo, respectively. Yes. And you can get a flute uh, that corresponds to only one of them uh, through, you know, there's three different ways, one for each one in each game. And I think that's another really interesting and unique aspect. Um, you kind of have to make a choice between who your noble steed will be. <laughs> and it changes um, an aspect in each game where you have to use them to navigate... Um, and it, the, that area is going to be related to their your companion's strengths. Mm. Then, yeah, we talked about the mag magnetic gloves, uh, which were so cool. It was really yeah, cool. Yeah, you uh, every time you press the button, um, you switch between north and south, and you push and pull things based on their polarity. Did you get? Um, you didn't play far enough to get that item, did you? No, I didn't. Because like the I best didn't. thing that you can do is you can pull off the like helmet things from those little helmet dinosaurs uh... and attack them. I was like, oh my god, when I discovered this. It's like, my life is so much easier. You can do that with the um, the switch hook, too, but part of the problem is it then puts you, like, right in front of them. <laughs> mm. A lot of times you wind up getting hit by them. It's not ideal. The other one, you just, with the magnetic glove, you just pull them off, and then they look, like, really shocked, and they waddle around the screen. It's really great. Yeah, they still do that. It's just that, like, since you're switching places with the mask, you wind up, like, right in front of them, so sometimes they trundle right into you. While they're... Yes. <laughs> they waddle into you. <laughs> so fun, though. Yeah. So I have a list of the items, and so there's several that are in both uh, both games. The Bigger on Sword, Bomb Chews and Bombs, Boomerang, um, the Flutes that we talked about, all the Seeds, um, they're in both. Right. The Oh, that's a Sward. It's a misspelling of sword, <laughs> but there's three levels, uh, one, two, three, of, of both the sword and the shield. You have the power bracelet, um, rock's feather, shovel. Oh, yeah, the shovel was, like, actually useful in this game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so those were the items that were in both, with um, Oracle of Seasons getting a boomerang upgrade. That's a magic boomerang, which... I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's a, an upgrade we've had before where you can hold the boomerang button and kind of control it a little bit. Um, it's it's trajectory. Has that happened in one of the other Zelda games? Not yet, I don't think. Really? Okay. I don't think, right? Because whenever I think about the boomerang being good, I just think about Wind Waker where you could like multi-target. Multi yeah. But in Ocarina and... 
Well, I think one of the other two D in one of the other two D ones, you can hold hold the button and you can like move it left and right. Um, so you could change its trajectory a little bit and like, I, don't, I might be thinking of something else. Um, or unless you're thinking of um, unless you're thinking of um, <laughs> boomerang foo. <laughs> it might be actually shit. <laughs> Boomerang um, is a fun game. Yes. Draw the pass and some of the. Uh... Oh, and like the touchscreen oh, yeah, ones. Oh, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, in in Wind Waker, you can tar- multi target things and then it hits them, which is really convenient. Yes, that is. And uh, Twilight Princess, too. Hmm. I don't remember about Skyward Sword. But yes. You can definitely Anyways. get a boomerang in, in uh, Breath of the Wild, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Does it even target? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it does. No. You... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you get a reticle. It'll it'll go where the reticle is, but it doesn't, like, target, like, see targeting. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So, in Oracle of Ages, your power gloves... Or your power bracelet can upgrade to the power glove. Oh, so you can lift extra heavy things? I believe so. Right. I didn't see it. Um, in Seasons, your rock feather turns into the rock cape, so you can yes. glide. Yes. In Ages, you get the cane of Samaria, which has been seen before. You right. summon a little block, and it can... Can you blow it up to make it go in four directions? Okay. I think you can uh, scoot it. I yeah. saw in the playthrough that I was watching, the person, like, moved it. Like, they pushed it. Yeah. Um, and then in uh, um, Oracle of Seasons, you get the Rod of Seasons, which changes yes. the seasons. Which is a big gameplay mechanic for that game. Yes. Um, that I can confirm because I played yes. that one. <laughs> yeah. You get the Seed Shooter in Ages, the Slingshot in um, Seasons. Mm-hmm. Seed Shooter is cool because you can ricochet off uh, walls. The Slingshot upgrades that. to a Hyper Slingshot, which shoots uh, three oh, of the Steam Seed. Yeah. I didn't upgrade. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, in Ages, you get a harp, which you learn some melodies, which you don't really get in... I mean, maybe if you count the Rod of Seasons as the alternative, but then you don't have... Like, it, you don't learn not songs, even a number. though. For the harp, you do. No, but you don't learn songs for the Rod of Seasons. Yeah, you, you learn Seasons. You learn Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Um, I... But it... Yeah. You go, now it's winter, now it's summer, or now I'm in the future, now I'm in the past. So from what I found, I wasn't able to find like a complete picture of the full item screen, but it looks like there's an uneven number of items that Ages has more than Seasons. And I I, I have a list of it, and that seems right, but I don't know. Oh, I forgot <laughs> the most important. In Seasons, you get Fulzor. At one point in the game, um, some punks steal your <laughs> rock's feather. And they drop or give you a fool's ore, which apparently does a lot of damage. What? But I but, have it, but I didn't use it. Um, you wait. Do you keep it in your inventory, or do you get rid it of it when you get the rock's feather? Seem to be accessible in my inventory. Yeah. I can't remember if you trade it back when you get your feather back. Yeah, so you're not supposed to be able to use it for anything because there's only just like a hide and seek game that you play and yeah, you get your rocks feather back yeah. and you lose it. Yeah. But it has a high damage value. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, That's very interesting. Yeah. So you can. Okay. Can um, you do things with it? 
I mean, you can whack things with it, but again, <laughs> you I think you have to sort of glitch through the game or it. do something you're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of places after that's like you get Rock's Feather, and then I think like the next like kind of thing after that, then it gets taken from you. So like mm-hmm. you'd have to do the rest of the game without it, which I guess is possible in theory. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a possibility. Here I am just playing games like you're supposed to, like a chump, <laughs> sequentially yeah. and whatever. Um, so another really big um, aspect of these games is the rings. You can have equip up to three rings, depending on your ring box. Uh, you find them, you get them through linking the games and other aspects, and you have to get them appraised, and if you find out what they are, um, you can equip them and they do different things. Um yeah, one turns you into an Octorok, which is really useful, question mark. I don't know. <laughs> um. <gasps> oh, cool. I could become a like like I can be one of them and takes take shields from people or whatever. Um there's a lot of like trade items and other things that um, you know, you don't don't do a whole lot, but you get the Zora flippers and the mermaid suit. Is that what it is? Yes. Yes, the mermaid suit, which lets you swim differently. I don't remember. Really annoyingly. Yeah. And also, it lets you, like, be underwater. Yeah. Be Azora. It lets you be Azora without being... The reason you have to keep tapping the movement button. Mm -hmm. Like, when you just said the flippers, you could just walk like normal. Yeah. But... That's weird. Um, Yeah, it's kind of obnoxious. mm -hmm. It's like the developers are like, wait, we have to have an annoying swimming mechanic if they're underwater. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yeah. There's some parts where, like, there's, like, flowing water into, like, holes in the ground, and you have to, like, avoid falling into them, but then the gap between them is literally, like, one... It's, like, one square. One square, and, mm. like, I almost died in that room, just falling down the hole over and over and over again. And this is pretty late in the game, so I had a lot of hearts, and I almost lost them all, just going down the freaking holes in those... It seemed a waterfall room. <laughs> you have to get to Jabu Jabu, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's waiting to go into Jabu Jabu, right? <laughs> right so that's about it for the items um because my wonderful co-host ruined my segment <laughs> uh i get i'll talk about the gameplay now which i feel like should have came first but my co-host okay okay <laughs> next time we'll um, less seamlessly segue to you right it has to be perfect like the, the right kind of scene yeah okay just seamless enough yeah i know <laughs> so yes the I think we said this while recording. Um, Oracle of Ages is kind of similar to like A Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time, where you go back in time and do things in the past that affect the future. Mm-hmm. But also the the like the the way you, the gameplay aspect of it is very similar to A Link to the Past, where you find the portals, you go back. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier on, you get a song that takes you back to the present, um, similar to the mirror in Link to the Past. And then later you get a song that lets you go through both. Oh, and then Seasons, uh, you get the Rod of Seasons, which you have to unlock season by season. Mm-hmm. And um, there you can go to Stumps and change the season. Um, which is kind which of annoying. Affects the... I feel like you should be able to do it from anywhere. Oh. <laughs> but whatever. Oh, I, I thought just because you um, you can't choose which season you're changing it to. It just goes in order. That's also so correct. You have to like, yeah. Yeah, but you just click Abe three more times or whatever. Like... Yeah. Yeah. What's annoying is that you have to find but if a you're, stump. If you're watching speedruns and trying to go fast like Sonic, <laughs> you <laughs> uh, 
that is precious time that you could be saving. Yeah, they didn't just have it as an option, like right. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should just be able to pick. Like, I want it to be winter or whatever, and then just like do yeah. it. But no, you have to go through all of them. It's very strange. Yeah, you hear me, Gapcom or whatever. <laughs> Capcom subsidiary in the nineties. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> So, yes, you use the Rite of Seasons to change the season, and that uh, impacts the overworld by different things growing, ice forming, uh, water, water levels rising. Um, Mushrooms become pickable, which is very important. Yeah, stuff <laughs> like that. And it's, you know, interesting, unique. Um, it was cool. And then, yeah, you find the eight essences and um, defeat the boss. You can link the games together um, like you can in Pokemon and... I'm sure other games, Four Swords, you get to in the future. I don't remember what is else it like I used that for. I think you could either use a link cable or you can use the password system. Oh, yeah, okay. If you beat one, you could get the true ending and fight Ganon and all that. You mean if you beat both of them? Yes. Yeah, quite a few changes. Um, like if you do a linked game, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, characters mm-hmm. like acknowledge you having met you in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you get to keep your rings, I think. You get to keep some items. Oh, neat. You start off with the sword already in your inventory, and then I oh. think you can like get your ringies through the secrets in the Fermora mm. or something. I don't know. I didn't bother. So. <laughs> I did not well, play the second game, so it yeah. was irrelevant. I'm just looking at I found a list of them. In the linked game, you can like find out secrets from somebody, and then you go back to your mm-hmm. completed mm-hmm. previous game, and they'll give you like a password that you can then use mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. linked mm-hmm. game to get stuff. Some of them, a lot of them are like upgrades. Some are like heart containers. Mm-hmm. Bomb juice, exciting, and then yeah. and she upgrade. Yeah, so it's like upgrades and secret containers and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the main one is that you get the thing, the main secret at the end to start a linked game that you enter. And now for some <laughs> speed runs. Yeah, wait, is there anything else that I wanted to say? Hold on, I don't think so. Oh, there was trading sequences in both of them. Oh yes, yes, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to Link's Awakening, where you get the little symbol of. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got. <laughs> yeah. Juice, lava juice, or whatever. I can't remember what the items were. <laughs> humorous commentary in the narration. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the bit where it's like, where you get the egg, and it's like, this is popular with curls for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you talk about uh, core characters? Kayla? A little bit. Okay. I talked about the main, main ones. I didn't really talk about. Like some of the other notable ones. The most important character was the blue Coco. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. I was and like, the parents hey. that know everything. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, did you know that you can press save or whatever? And you're like, thanks, parrot? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Oh, that would have been so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one awesome. Of, one of the reasons that um I didn't finish the game is uh, my game crashed and I hadn't saved in a while. And I was like, well, I guess... I'm not a finishing save this in game. time saves nine, Cossum. Yeah. Know it all, parrot. Always be saving. AVS. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a neat storyline with the Queen Ambie that starts in ages and like kind of concludes in seasons in a linked game and stuff because she like travels around the kingdom and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of side characters that are fun. It's kind of like Link's Awakening with a bunch of like silly fun side mm-hmm. characters that don't really. Mm-hmm have that much impact but add a lot of flavor to the world Mm -hmm. yeah Um, but yeah i think these games do like one of the best jobs in the series of their gimmick definitely Mm -hmm. like the time travel and season changing yeah like we talked about how they were kind of underused in uh even in like uh, link to the past like the 
we talked about ways we would have liked using the uh, travel to the dark world differently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, like ocarina of time only using the uh, time travel for a couple of things yeah, yeah, um, but yeah it's pretty prevalent engine. in like the whole game for both of these mm -hmm. yeah and you have to go to that like underworld in seasons you have to go to the underworld like oh yeah i forgot to mention that oh yeah. yeah usually you have to do the process is like to get all the seasons it's like you go on the season rod you have to go to the underworld do a task and then usually you can go to like the thingy the, the, temple, the temple to unlock one one of the, one seasons. Of the seasons correct and you beat the next dungeon and you can go back and get the next season i can't remember if it was like that sequential but yeah it's like then you get you I get to a point where be... you need you need like some tools like you need like rocks feather for one of them so it's like you know a couple dungeons and then you can go back and like yeah it's pretty obvious i think these games also did a good job of leading you about where to go and when mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at least i found seasons really easy it was very straightforward yeah like well i guess i gotta go get another season now and then you pop down into the <laughs> into sabrosio which is a really weird funny place oh it was like the dark world except less violent <laughs> less yes. less uh, things attacking you it's just a bunch of dudes that are like i want ore and you're like cool I don't... I just need to get the season. Tell me what to do. <laughs> I think my main gripe with the gameplay of these games was there were several obnoxious minigames that were mandatory. Mm -hmm. <sighs> like, Zelda's always had obnoxious minigames, but most of them are optional. Like, they just yeah. upgrade your quiver or whatever. Yeah. No, these were, like, to get the next key to get in the next dungeon, you have to, like, follow these people. Or to get your item back, you have to, like, follow people around or whatever. And it's like, I don't want to do this. Like, um... Speedruns? Yeah, speedruns! So, um... <laughs> He's so excited. Because I didn't have time to play the game, I did have time to watch a speedrun of both. Oh, exciting. Um, which I am very pleased that I did. Because they are very different. Hmm. And I would have not expected that. So... Well, what you were saying before we recorded, that... Sorry to interrupt you. But you were saying, because I thought it was interesting also, like, you thought these games would be like Pokemon red and blue where they were like basically the same game yeah with with some slight differences and you know obviously some things here and there that are different but no they're like very different games yeah. altogether um definitely a, they have a common thread between them yeah. but you can't just play one and be like yeah i basically played the other um no there's so much different with it that you know they're like com completely different stories and like puzzles and I like we talked about the items yeah. already so yeah it was interesting <laughs> Similar, some assets like music and stuff, but um, mm -hmm. but yeah, they're different stories, completely different stories. I mean, I guess it, you might say it's not quite to this degree, but like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Um, yeah, it's more not like quite that. enough of a theme between them, but like it's they're based on the same system. Mm -hmm. There's got a lot of similar aspects and items and gameplay, but they're different enough that you wouldn't say that they're the same game. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, speedruns. Yeah, probably probably halfway between the two. Yeah, you mean yeah. halfway between Pokemon's and Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask. The diff yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Let's start with Oracle of Seasons. Okay. Um, because that speedrun is actually very simple. Most of it is just good execution of like, um. Oh, so the Pegasus seeds uh, yeah. are an item that make you go fast. Yeah. And if you combine that with the Rock's Feather, you can jump pretty far. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is if you're like halfway off a tile you with the Pegasus Seeds and the Rock's Feather and you jump, you can make it halfway across the other the other tile and this huge gap that you're not supposed to jump. Hmm. 
Um, a lot of things like that. That's kind of an impressive mechanic to have in a 2D game. I feel like you don't see that kind of... That's true, yeah. Like, you have to run mm-hmm. fast and jump. Like, lots of 3D games would be like, get a running start, and then mm-hmm. jump farther. But usually, a jump is a jump in a 2D mm-hmm. game. Yeah. So a lot of it is stuff like that, making sure your movement is tight, that you're cutting corners wherever you can, um, you're quick at executing things. Some of it is RNG. Um, like, keys are very random. Hmm. They... Uh, they actually roll a random number every other frame. You, they're just very unpredictable. Mm. And so if if you're trying to make a jump and they make a wrong turn, they hit you, you fall down, you start at the be- very beginning of that screen, mm. it can really cut your time. The one real major glitch is with the best character, the blue cuckoo. <laughs> Yay! Um, there's a way that you can... There's like uh, some rocks blocking off in like a corner shape, so you can... Get, like hug the corner and grab the cuckoo through the rock and then jump over the rock that way. And then you can also use the cuckoo to glitch through um, barriers hmm. by like, uh, I didn't see how you do it, but I think it's a, just like a quick movement back and forth or something like that. Hmm. And you slowly go through a barrier you're not supposed to until you cross it. Hmm. And then um, you can skip a lot of time there. So that's that's one of the biggest ones. Best friend. And then when you get the rock's cape, you're able to jump even further mm-hmm. and do a lot more tight jumps that around corners and things like that. So um, a, a lot of it is execution. An interesting thing about it is these games, their RNG is actually ordered. Um, you know, if you know which RNG number you're on, you know what the next one is going to be. Hmm. So things like keys, where they roll it every other frame, it's very hard to be precise with that. Um, so it's it's hard, but not impossible to be to RNG manipulate. Hmm. Um, and one of the things that you can do is swing your sword, and based on your RNG, it'll make a different sound. So you listen to the pattern of the sword swings, and you're like, okay, this is the the RNG I want. Let me go ahead and execute this trick, the, so that that the RNG is in my favor. Hmm. Um, but in Oracle of Seasons, you really only use that once. Oh, also restarting the game. So when you return to the title screen, it starts the RNG over, but every frame advances it. So you're not 100% precise because you can't just on frame one hit the the start. But you generally know you're in the, the beginning string. So you can swing your sword however many times you need, listen to the cues, and get your RNG right Hmm. but for oracle of seasons you only really use it at one spot after beating i think the first dungeon no second dungeon you uh use it to spawn mabel Hmm. and make sure that she has the ring that you want which is uh i forgot what it was called but it's a ring where as you walk you recover your health oh and that ring makes it so that you don't die. You can be a little bit more risky. You can sort of get hit by things and not have to worry because you'll recover that health soon mm. enough and you don't have to rely on random drops. Um, that sounds nice. I never got that. And then there's a couple other places where you could use it, but uh, not many. The biggest uh, other like shortcut is in the very final dungeon. You can... Um, if you are, it's it's two frame perfect moves. Um, you have to carry a bomb, throw it, jump into it, have it hit you so you advance further, 
and mm -hmm. then activate your rocket's cape to glide the rest of the way, and you're able to skip uh, probably about five minutes of that dungeon. Which dungeon? The uh, dungeon eight. Oh, okay, the last one. Yeah. Oh, so you're just saying you could like jump over like a big gap and then that you're not supposed oh, to, yeah, and it saves you. Yep. Um, but other than that, it's mostly just good execution, hmm. good timing, good. Um, so there's no, you know, a lot of tight. Oh, and then there's one other thing. Um, where if you pause during a stream screen transition, um, you can act faster, but the game is still a little frozen. So on moving platforms, sometimes you can jump and make it before it moves too far out of the way and you have to wait for it to come back. Mm. And um, if you land, you jump, you land, and you try and jump and you're actually too good, you lose your forward momentum. So you don't go as far as you're supposed to. So you have to actually wait and jump after, after you land. And that makes it a little bit harder. Um, and some of those jumps are a little tight. Those are the, the, the really challenging aspects of, is getting those being consistent throughout all these jumps where you have to jump around corners and things like that, make these very tight, narrow jumps that you're barely able to make. So there's no like wrong warps or no, hmm. um, you can't like go no, through walls pretty... like in the old Zelda. No, it's a pretty standard run. Hmm. Then I want, well, actually watch Oracle of Ages speedrun first. Now that one's crazy. <laughs> Tell us. So that one, they actually use the RNG manipulation significantly more. Hmm. Um, so I'm looking the RNG manipulation. You mean random number on. generation or whatever, like random number generation. Yes, okay. the random number generation. So you can reset it. You swing your sword to know where you're at, and that will determine the placement of the enemies, the like the their movement, where hmm. they're going to go, it what items you dig up in the ground, what. Um, uh, just uh, like again, what Mabel spawns. So in Oracle of Ages, you use it again to get Mabel to drop the Ring of Power, which means you do double damage mm -hmm. but take double damage, mm -hmm. which also makes the the, the speed run very different because that you're really trying not to die. Mm -hmm. You're trying to make to conserve your health and all that. So it's it's interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I used that ring in my playthrough. I died a lot, <laughs> but did yeah. you kill a lot? So yeah, I mean, the RNG, like in every dungeon, basically, they'll reset and make sure that they're at the right RNG for certain things to happen a certain mm. way. And because the the, the Ages uh, run is so RNG dependent compared to Seasons, keys are even more dreaded mm. because they really like speed up that, that RNG counter so you can't keep track of it as well. Mm. Almost to the point where you might as well just reset if you're in a room with Keys, um, except for a few that you're in there for a very short period of time, and it's pretty consistent about where the RNG is going to be, so you can like skip ahead, you know, depending. Hmm. Oh, another major in both games, uh, you save and quit to to just spawn at the very beginning of a dungeon, mm -hmm. or um, to so you go back to the last. Um, not overworld place you've been to. So if you've been into a house or a cave or a dungeon, right. if you're in the overworld, you go back there. So a lot of that to make sure that you go back and save some time that way. So that is a lot of RNG manipulation in um, Oracle of Ages. And then also that has some wrong warps. Okay. So if, so similarly, um, all the non-overworld places like caves and houses and things like that, they are on the same map as usual. And if you enter a text the same frame that you leave that screen transition, 
the game will glitch and send you to the next area in that map instead of taking you to the overworld. Hmm. So you can do that to you're just in one area you and you need text, to be like you try to open like the password thing. And... Um. So one time I think they sh- they were able to shoot a seed of mystery at one of the statues, and so that the statue was like, oh, by the way, here's a hint, and. At the same time, they were leaving. Oh, the like room. a text box. You trigger a text box. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Um, so one of the reasons I forgot about the song that lets you go back and forth freely is that is the the condition that you need to beat Oracle of Ages as fast as possible. Is you get that song, and you end up doing a screen transition like that into some place that like fucks you up. <laughs> uh, you're it's it's. Um, the screen's messed up, things aren't loaded correctly, sprite colors are wrong, mm. and you can go through and transition to those screens a little bit. I think what it is is it takes you from the very bottom screen to out of bounds, like a screen that's that isn't really on the map, mm. I think is what it was. And then you align yourself perfectly, and then you have to have seven, uh, six items on the field, so you throw a bomb, throw your boomerang, throw a seed... <laughs> Um, launch, light something on fire, and then you play the harp. Because the bomb is the sixth thing there, the game glitches and it's like, okay, I need to read... It tries to, to read a code on what to do next, and it looks at your name, and if you have a certain name, it's like, oh, go to the credits, okay. <laughs> so you have to have a very specific name, and then you have to do this wild thing, and you just end up at the credits. And so I think you only beat, like three dungeon bosses and you get i think six of the items in the dungeons well and and it's all all you really need is 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 that's the the minimum requirement to get that last harp song so you can do this i feel like people someone must have looked at the code for that one because like who's gonna like go to a random screen and then chuck six items and then like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that seems like oddly specific conditions to just find out through trial yeah Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't spend time yeah, speedrunning. I mean, Speedrunners be doing yeah. crazy things all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, some people like dedicate their time just to finding weird glitches. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. to every room and throw six items and see what happens. <laughs> but a lot of it, the rest is the same, same old, same old, right? We have the RNG manipulation, which we've seen in Zelda 2. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of the screen transitions, which has been pretty consistent with all of the 2D ones. Jumping over things you're not supposed... Oh, the other thing is in Ages, you get the shield. In Seasons, mm-hmm. you don't. And in Ages, you use the shield to... Because um, when you get hit, it knocks you back. And so you use that. You use the Pegasus Seeds. You jump. You get hit by a bomb or an enemy. that You, you RNG manipulate it so an enemy throws something at you. You get hit, and that makes you jump even further. In Seasons, you don't need it. Hmm. You just don't do it. And so it's, it's, it was very strange the, <laughs> just how different the playthroughs were because like one is pretty, I like it's, I think it's pretty tame, all things considered. Um, you don't have a lot of really crazy glitches, but there's enough in it that you're like, oh, this is really like interesting and cool and like manageable, I feel like. Seasons is pretty much just play the game as and just get really good at doing the, doing the movement. Mm. One, you play very safe. Uh, you take double damage, so you don't want to get hit. The other one, you ha- have almost unlimited hearts, so you get hit as much as you need. You take risks. Mm. It's I, the 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 dynamic between the two is just so unexpected. Mm. 
um, one of them you're able to just glitch through and you just you don't even do the the last parts of the the game. The other one you have to beat the game pretty um, standardly. Yeah, you have to get all the items so, and stuff. Like you'd have to get everything yeah, to be able to yeah, fight the much. last enemies and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's the speed running. Uh, any questions? What were the times? I probably can't answer. <laughs> oh yes, the times. Um, you can answer that. Where do I have that? Yes, I can. Okay, so ten months ago, we have TGH. Did you have to count on your or- fingers like I did to know that, or did you just? <laughs> no, it says ten months ago. <laughs> date ten months ago. Date one year I ago. I see. <laughs> oh, sorry. One hour, twenty-one minutes, and forty-eight seconds. For wait uh, for both games? No, for for Oracle of Ages. Oh, okay. That's the any percent. That's getting that harp and doing that weird glitch and getting beating that. Okay. To beat the game the normal way, uh, getting all eight essences and, I presume, beating the uh, last hit of 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 Varen. Yeah. So. Um, you have to beat the final boss, mm-hmm. um, is two hours and 17 minutes and 20 seconds. So, so it's like half the time. Almost, almost an hour difference. Yeah. yeah. An hour, an hour and 21 minutes versus two hours and 17. Okay. Yeah. So it was an hour, about an hour different. For yeah. all essences in Oracle of Seasons is, oh, only an hour and 33 minutes. Much quicker. I think Oracle of Seasons is easier. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't struggle to play that game i think if you're like shilly shallying but not dying and 100 percenting it you can finish it in a few hours like five or six hours if you don't die yeah. so not unlike me or not like me rather <laughs> where i die all the time and struggle for any percent it's actually 43 minutes and 40 seconds so hmm. also about half hmm. but that one you, you still beat um onyx yeah whereas yeah and and so the rule condition is usually the last hit of the final boss but for any percent of ages it's you lose control and the trade the, the screen the credit screen <laughs> um and then i had it somewhere where was it for uh, both yes for both oh okay so any percent what are the rules of this hold on timing starts when you start a new file time continues while you switch games Timing ends when you lose control of Link. This is when you I was going to say you'd probably have to play Ages second. But that's only an hour and 26 minutes to beat both. Huh. You this would think it would be right, but I don't an hour and 43 minutes or like two hours or whatever. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, to beat it by beating all the dungeons is four hours and 15 minutes. And then 100%. So you have to get all the items, all the rings, all the trading sequences, beat all the bosses. For both games, nine hours and seven minutes. That seems reasonable. Yes. Oh, I forgot to mention any of the the player, the top players. Uh, Give them the credit. Disrespectful, not yeah. yeah. How rude. So, a hundred percent of both games, the nine hours is by Dren, who's from Canada. Whoa. Yeah, and that was about a year ago. Actually, all of these are just from a year ago. Hmm. So it seems like a very a fairly new category. And there's only four entries, so hmm. I don't think it's very popular. What? Oracle of um, Seasons and Oracle of Ages are yeah. not popular? I'm um, playing both of them specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, playing both games and beating the, the like, just all the dungeons. French player S- Sagas. <laughs> four hours and 15 minutes, two years ago. Someone had the uh, the record for seven years. Wow. Just by being the only person <laughs> who submitted. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, and then, uh, and so that only has five uh, entries. And then 
just any percent of the games uh, is a Japanese player called Orima R. Okay. And there's 13 um, entries. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Eight years ago, five years ago, a bunch of years ago, it was like <laughs> three hours and 40 minutes. Hmm. And then a year ago, it it went down to an hour and 50 minutes. So they cut it in half sometime within the last, like, two years. Maybe they found the crazy six-item glitch or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it could have been that. I'm not entirely sure. But, a mystery. Uh, and then for just playing seasons, Orama, Orima R also has the number one for any percent. Three months ago. Oh, good, good work. <laughs> Fresh. Also, only nine nine entries on this. By the time this comes out, it'll ah. be five months ago, <laughs> or whatever. All all okay. All essences. So beating all the dungeons has seventy seven entries. There we go. And TGH, my man, you got an hour and a half. <laughs> Ages TGH again for any percent, and the French player Sagaz Sagaz. <laughs> I don't know for all essences. So way to go, then. Um, <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. Good hustle. <laughs> Good hustle. Yeah. Good doing the clickety clackety and the t- <laughs> slashy slashy or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I have one less bit of um, speedrun uh, trivia, maybe? Tell us. <laughs> so in Oracle of Ages, Dimitri is the fastest companion <laughs> that you want to get. Um, in Oracle of Seasons, I think Ricky is the fastest, but Moosh is a little bit. It's not behind by much. Hmm. And people don't like Ricky because one thing is Ricky's not as reliable jumping over gaps. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll just fall in. Mm-hmm. Mushu, like, you like can spam A to get him to, like, float longer. So, so it's um it's not uh, that um, much of a difference, except for Dimitri, which is five minutes slower. <laughs> and the reason is, to get Dimitri, what you have to do is... Um, uh, Kayla complained about the Goron dancing. Yeah. <laughs> the Oracle of Seasons has Subrosion dancing, which is the same mechanic, um, slightly different in the appearance. Um, you actually move around, um, whereas I think the Goron one, you're stationary, just move like yeah, it's like the Clefairy um, School game from um, yeah. yeah from Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, you have to so that one you have to do like the the mini game. It gives you like uh, a set of three instructions. Like five times, and then you succeed at that mini game. Whereas with the Goron one, it goes until you mess up twice, and you have to get, I think, at least six correct in order to get the item that you're supposed to do, and you do that twice total. Um, but the Subrosen Dancing, it gives you like five sequences, and you have to do that six times in order to get Dimitri. Because the first time you get the shovel, no, boomerang. You get the boomerang. And then um, I think a heart piece, and then some ore, and then some more ore, mm-hmm. and then I think something else, and then Dimitri's flute, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think the Sabrosian dancing was less picky on the timing, which is where I really struggled with uh, the Goron dancing. That could because be. I think you just have to not bump into the other people. Yeah, yeah. In the Sabrosian dancing, but in the Goron dance, it's really damn picky that you have to like hit the right rhythm. Yeah, you have a little uh, bit of time. In the mm-hmm. Goron, or not the, in the Sabrosian one. Obviously, I didn't do the Goron one myself, so I can't comment. But yeah, the, the Sabrosian one wasn't that hard. Yeah, like you have to hit the buttons in like the same rhythm and everything mm-hmm. that the other guy danced to. 
and like there's no on-screen indication or whatever i guess you just can't do this game if you're deaf like no <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i mean i guess uh is it the same rhythm that he so you could use the visual cues that he goes through but that would be it's yeah that'd be much harder very hard yeah mm-hmm. not not accessible but... like i was i find i beat it by looking away from the screen and just going by the sound mm. effects mm-hmm. yeah eventually but <laughs> It was really picky. Yeah. Like, there are times I would have sworn I had it. It's like, nope, you were too slow. Mm-hmm. Nope, that was too yeah. fast. And I'm like, fuck you, you <laughs> stupid fucking Goron. <laughs> I, got really I have to save the world, you bastards. <laughs> yeah. I think accessibility in games was not as much of a thing in the yeah. 90s. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I know, um, like, with the Game Boy Color, like, in... Uh, like they added the color dungeon and the link to the past thing, mm-hmm. and I think you just can't do that if you're colorblind. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. probably not. Don't you have to like match colors of things? Mm-hmm. They the colors might be different enough. Like their shades might be different enough, but like I doubt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to look. At there it. are some color mechanics in this game, but they're not as like like you can probably fudge them compared to like the whole dungeon. <laughs> like the face, the gu- the color changes on the face. Like you have to find the right face, yeah, but, but the, it has an expression. Yeah, it has different expressions and stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of other color mechanics that would be Maybe hard. the block pushing. But I had trouble doing that even with my full color vision, <laughs> so... <laughs> Might have been better off just messing around and pushing it and hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, color signals where they're, like, blue or red, but usually it's just, like, on or off. Like, I think you can... And, mm-hmm. like, the... um magnetic glove the colors change depending on the magnet you can basically set the magnetic glove to have like different poles if that makes sense so like you can repel mm-hmm. things or repel yourself or pull yourself toward things or pull things toward you depending on like what mm-hmm. it i think it does direction. also say and an and an s for north and south i think so it but the color of the glove changes i forget it does yeah. yes that mm-hmm. is true too but i mean like it would be obvious yeah. by you and doing that there's only yeah yeah there's only two options so. exactly mm-hmm be a little and you can't actually you can figure it out easily enough. you can't choose anyway so it's just like whatever the first one is so you just like you can mm-hmm. click the button until it does what you need it to do so yeah we haven't ever really talked about that i think we talked about things being like nauseating and stuff in other games which yeah. would also be a relevant um mm-hmm. you know like limiting yeah. well the games don't have a lot of the like at least so far having a lot of the Flashing. like classic like um <laughs> accessibility issues like subtitles and stuff because there's not really voice acting or anything not yet mm-hmm. not till breath of the wild yeah Is there voice acting in twilight princess or was there just captions and there was only yeah, captions. Just, i think people just make noises like they go like yeah. huh or like yeah, yeah. Like, goes like, oh and then it like <laughs> has their little dialogue box yeah, <laughs> yeah. except for midna but she's speaking a nonsense language anyway that's so. true mm-hmm. she just makes noises <laughs> but you can understand her because you're a wolf or whatever i don't know yeah. <laughs> oh, so speaking of colors, yes. um, I think yeah, the color dungeon was in the Link's Awakening DX, right? Yes. And that gave yeah. you the different. Oh, yeah, I think um, I said Link to the Past. I meant Link's Awakening. That that gave you the different um, either bonus health and attack, or is that only in the Switch version where it did that? Uh, I didn't play it, but I think it is available in the DX version, like the. Because um... you get to change your, the the color of your tunic, right? I. I don't Isn't that remember. What that's about? <laughs> that, it's that, unless you do that in the Switch version. Um, let me look it up. Oh, new color, close red or blue. Double your attack. Oh, to double your attack, choose red, and double your defense, choose blue. 
Okay, so that is there, yeah. Because um, you don't change your, your tunic color, but you have red and blue, which are the colors of the tunics there. Mm -hmm. And I think in Link's Awakening, you get a red tunic, which reduces your health, the damage you take by two... Or, uh, sorry, Link to the Past. You get a red tunic that reduces your damage in half. Um, so I feel like that's a missed opportunity, but... No. You mean you get the ring? Is that what it is? I think so. I thought you got a... Tune, a red tunic somewhere in one of the don't games. remember getting a tunic. Well, I don't know. I feel like it changes your color. If you wear the ring, you mean? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you do get blue male and red male oh, in A Link to the Past. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, you, you get both colors. In Oracle. You get... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, in Link to the Past, you get blue oh, male yeah, you and do. you get red male. That reduces your damage, I think. Yeah, if you choose one of the things. And... What does the blue male do? I think blue... Blue ah, gives you half... Uh, Damage red from gives enemy you, attacks. Yeah, red gets you half. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, attack. it's it's four times. Yeah. No, uh, in in link to the past, it just it means you take a quarter damage now instead of half hmm. the damage. So green green you take normal, blue you take half, red you take. A oh, quarter. okay, I see. So yeah, those the, the that color scheme has shown up in two di different games. Mm -hmm. So it it, it would have made sense, um, <laughs> but they didn't, and that's fine. It's fine, whatever. <laughs> it's fine, whatever. Capcom, whatever. <laughs> like I'm that mad, just disappointed. <laughs> and then. But you got, like, items that kind of do the same things as, like, because the blue tunic in Ocarina of Time lets you go underwater, and the red one lets you go in hot places. Uh, yeah. Go the <laughs> so you get, like, the mermaid thing that lets you go underwater in yeah, ages. True. So there's that. There isn't really a fire thing. Oh, yeah. Ocarina of Time has both those colors, too. Wow. Mm -hmm. How could I forget that? Yeah. I thought that was, like, um, the best game ever and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess Majora's Mask doesn't have them. Because you have a lot of no. masks instead. Yeah. You just turn into a You just scream. Goron. Yeah. <laughs> you turn into a Zora <laughs> or a Goron instead of needing tunics that give you the mm -hmm. same powers. So missed opportunity, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Is it time to seamlessly transition to visuals and music? Let's do All it! Right. Seamless. We're back to 2D. I don't have that many things to point out about the visuals, because like, like we mentioned a couple times, like a lot of the sprites were sort of like re- imagined versions or re redesigned versions of like older things um they're very pretty game boy color games they're nice they are like there's some really pretty um pixel art i think it's actually nicer than like the link to the past port mm -hmm. and like some of the cutscenes mm -hmm. are really good in both of mm -hmm. the games like the end credits and the cutscenes and stuff were really nice mm -hmm. yes i enjoyed those i i thought that it was nice like i didn't have a lot of things to say but i did yeah. notice the wiggly <laughs> visuals like when you're swimming underwater and they use this sort of like wiggly transition a lot and by wiggly i mean it's like shifting pixels from left and right as this mm -hmm. like like a like a powerpoint transition <laughs> animation right yeah yeah basically like a and yeah. in the i didn't play the game where you have to do the, the mermaid's cave or wear the mermaid suit or talk to the zoras or go in jabba jabba's belly um but it was slightly nauseating to, to watch in the Thing, so I don't know how it was to play it, but I didn't really notice it. I think I was so focused on moving around on stupid mermaid, being really focused thing that I didn't really notice the visuals. Yeah. Because I watched mm -hmm. it in you know like on YouTube, mm -hmm. it was like a different experience yeah. than trying to struggle play through it myself, mm -hmm. trying to like focus on the not the going through the swirly things that suck you down or whatever in the water. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they used um they used that sort of like effect underwater and then they also used it a lot when you're like transitioning thing like you know like when the triforce like warps you to either leprina or holodrome 
it has this like mm-hmm. kind of wiggly distorted effect um mm-hmm. that's also made by like the the same thing where it's like pixels that are shifted left and right basically i'm using wiggly loosely to dis- describe this <laughs> um but yeah that was something that i noticed basically i think we talked before about how game boy um this is this is for game boy color links awakening or sorry not, links awakening was for game boy color also i think well it was for game, was for boy, game boy and then they up they ported it to the color, game boy color. right 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 but uh, was there, other than color, was there a graphical improvement in their capabilities, or was it just same graphics, higher, res, bigger screen? You mean between the Game and, Boy and the Game Boy Color? Yeah, it's like bigger, slightly bigger screen and color. I don't think that it was a higher pixel count or anything like that. I don't think was it's it? a higher. I don't know. Like I haven't actually didn't research that, so I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm just talking from my mm-hmm. perception from playing them. But like I think the screen resolution is the same. I think that's why they could like port games. I think mm-hmm. the difference is like the ability to use color. Like you said, like it, the Game Boy supported like a color palette, just like we talked about how the NES supported a color palette. Um, yeah. The light is different. So like the Game Boy has that eerie green. <laughs> <laughs> sort yeah, of like yeah, yeah. glow <laughs> when the screen is on but the game boy color had like sort of an upgraded different screen but still no backlight not yet and not yeah. even with the advance and the advance game boy advance is like similar but it had i think higher color depth and like a bigger resolution mm-hmm. yeah it was a bit more widescreen i remember yeah because <clears throat> i remember you could uh you could hit the shoulder buttons to like stretch out a Game Boy game to the yeah, yeah, dimensions yeah, yeah. of a Game Boy Advance game. If you really want, looking horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think like Game Boy game. No, no, no. I think it's Game Boy Advance games or like were they standard definition? I think that was what it was. I think it's advanced games, in that they're like whatever four hundred eighty pixels or something. I gotta look. I'll double check when we play the other thing. The play um, Minish, Minish Cap, Cap, which is for Advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the Game Boy Color, and there were multiple versions, like multiple, um, I don't remember if there were multiple te- like uh, component versions of the Game Boy Color, but there were multiple versions of the Game Boy. So there were like, there was like upgraded ones mm-hmm. later on in the mm. life cycle of the Game Boy, I think. Okay. Yeah. And they had the, was it that Game Boy SP, which was the advanced, Game Boy Advance, which was like the flip, mm-hmm. flippable I think it's, is and... it the Pocket? The pocket was one of the Game Boy ones. Oh, you mean the Advance? I think they also had a. They also had a tiny, yeah. tiny uh, Game Boy Advance. They had a tiny Game Boy oh. Advance. Yeah, it was like a. It's like a little rectangle. Even the I can't remember what it was called. I don't think it was Pocket because the Game Boy Pocket was a Game Boy Micro. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Game Boy Pocket is. Mm. I kind of want one of those. Game Boy Pocket is <laughs> the, the Game, Boy Micro. Game Boy. Like it was the Game Boy. Yeah, original Game. But Boy. in a smaller case mm-hmm. and a smaller form factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Game Boy. Game Boy Micro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I kind of want one of those. I think they're cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that the internet has one. Well, they're actually not terribly expensive. How much I mean, is it? Like $150 or something? $180. Okay. Oh, my guess was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was Nintendo made a lot of Game Boys and stuff, so like they're not that expensive <laughs> to buy again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for Minish yeah, Cap, <laughs> which is apparently very expensive. <laughs> 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 Unless you get a bootleg version, which is very inexpensive. Yeah. <laughs> but suspicious. Yeah. The micro is pretty rare, though. So. Yeah. But I just think they they look sleek. I like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how comfortable they'd be to play. Probably but... <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, my opinion is that the Advance, the original Game Boy Advance has the best form factor out of all the handhelds, even the, like, well, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the big, the bigger 
the new 3ds or whatever might be good um, i don't i didn't i don't have one i have the flat it one. is a little awkward just because you have the, the screen over like the triggers and Hmm. It's just a little bit square. Sh- I don't know. I, I I think the advance is the better. Yeah, I never got the like, XL 3DS because I thought it was too chunky. <laughs> like, you should be able to force it in your pocket <laughs> in order for it to be a handheld, <laughs> even if it's not very comfortable. Oh, like, right, right, right. And the, the di- <laughs> yeah, with our small pockets. <laughs> yeah. The I have, like, a DS Lite. But I think I was. Sh- what did I send you a video that like the la- it's not latching, <laughs> and the screen is like <laughs> flopping backwards. <laughs> no. I want to add a rechargeable battery to my Game Boy Advance that I replaced the screen in. I think mm. I'm going to modify it again. I was like, I've already I'm already halfway there with like a backlight screen, so now mm-hmm. I need better battery life because <laughs> I can't I can't burn through like two batteries a day <laughs> like I did when we were mm-hmm. playing Link mm-hmm. to the Link to the Past. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so back to visuals. <laughs> Speaking, so yeah, the the like you said, Kayla, the sprites are nice. I think they're like well designed. They added a lot of like definition mm-hmm. and stuff to the kind mm-hmm. of like older enemies. Animations are kind of cute. Yeah, um, and they're like yeah. you know some of them look like they're like straight up reused. I didn't like compare them face to face, but like mm-hmm. some of the enemies, like you know, fucking Wolderm or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, some of them look like they're um, reused. But the environments were all different. And, like, the differences between, like, being back and forward in time and, like, in Subrosia or the overworld in seasons were really nice. I think we talked in at least in the past about how we liked the, like, dark world um, and how mm-hmm. the way that it looked and stuff. Oh, I noticed they used, in Subrosia, they used some of the dark world trees, like a similar mm-hmm. sprite. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, good reuse of assets from other games or, like, redone assets from other games, which was nice mm-hmm. visually. And good old disturbing Zora eyes. Um, <laughs> did you have any other visual things that you you two wanted to add or anything that you, you appreciated? You or? mentioned it, but I really did like the um, like the the cutscenes. Uh, like there's the the cover art. I don't know the cover art or when you like see uh, Naru and Din mm-hmm. like dancing, like and and other. Things. It was just it was very cute. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked the um, aesthetics of those. Um, what would you, what do you call them? Because they weren't quite a cutscene, but they were more like a, like uh, the the those sort of um, screen arts. Oh what, yeah. What would you um, call them? But, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like cutscenes that are animated like differently, and then there's like sometimes they use like the sprites and then animate them. Is that like what you mean? Like I don't know. No, like the um the credits, like the sort of like scenes that they should, the yeah, like in the credits they had like the yeah scene, yeah yeah mm-hmm. little scenes between credits. And yes. Stuff, and... Yeah, they were nice. It's like a. It's like that thing they do in anime where it like freeze frames and turns into a painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like a photograph or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like peak Game Boy aesthetic, but it's like one of the later games for Game Boy. So they probably like had experience making Game Boy Color games mm-hmm. to by then, you know? Yeah. You want to talk about music? Because chiptunes are back. Who's excited? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we talked, I think we talked about how chiptunes work when we talked about like Link's Awakening or one of the other, maybe, yeah, for, probably for Link's Awakening because it was originally released for Game Boy. Um, actually, I probably talked about it even before that because, like, the NES and, like, SNES yeah. used um, sound chips basically to make noise. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, basically the way they work is they, like, you you program a sound wave basically to vibrate in a certain way and then it makes noises and sounds like music to us, which is cool. <laughs> the music this time was not done by Koji Kondo. 
this game was developed by like a company that later became a subsidiary of Capcom. And so the sound was also like developed by like a, a, another independent video game sound company called Pure Sound, which is very interesting. Um, so some of the people from that company like went on to or came from other companies like the founder worked for Konami and Natsume before founding this like third party company. Um, mm -hmm. Called Flagship. Flagship. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, so they developed the game play and code in it and stuff, I guess. And then I'm guess, so the sound credit goes to this company, Pure Sound, and there's a couple people who are credited. So Kyoko Nakamura and Minako Adachi. I don't know, Kyoko Nakamura doesn't have, seem to have that many credits, but Minako Adachi has recently done, been uh, on the music credits for like the newer Pokemon games, like where like black and white, mm. sword and shield, or like I think just shield, one of the sword and shield. So like some of the mm. newer Pokemon games. Um, and the sound effects were also done by Pure Sound, and the credits go to Makoto um, Aoki and someone credited as Yokopo, who I couldn't find additional information on. It's really funny, like, <laughs> this is still in the era of people using, like, pseudonyms for their credits, mm -hmm. which is really cool. I, I think it's funny mm -hmm. and cool. Um, yeah. And then this is very interesting to me. So the, um, I think the founder of Pure Sound is um, Kiyohiro Sada, and he also created a sound driver to create sound for this company so a sound driver so basically like this is something that i don't think we talked about but consoles are a computer right and to run software on a computer you have to use a specific language to talk to the computer and basically when you write code like today to run software that code is usually easier for us like humans to write because it's an abstracted version of machine language so what that means is like you're writing something in sort of like English semantics that then gets compiled into machine language that a computer can understand. So that compiler is kind of like a translator between like what you write and what the computer can understand. So a sound driver basically does the same thing. Um, it might be like video games are used to be written in like um, something called assembly language, which is much closer to a computer machine language. And so a sound driver is a tool that lets you as a composer like write something in a more abstracted way that would then get compiled into assembly or machine language so that a game like console can read it. So this guy who founded uh, Pure Sound created a sound driver specifically for Pure Sound and like so they had their own like proprietary sound driver to create sound. So I thought that was very interesting. I was like learning mm -hmm. about how like uh, games are actually like developed and coded. So. I thought it was cool. Also, I'm not an expert. I'm sorry if I explained that in a way that doesn't like <laughs> make sense or whatever, or isn't perfectly technically accurate. But, um, but he basically created a a tool that lets the composer like create code that would be interpreted by think by a, like a machine a little bit easier. So it's very interesting. Um, and it was like it's a very labor intensive process because every time they change something, then it has to be like compiled and then tested, like through a machine. Or sometimes they would have like um like basically like a test environment where they could like test what the sound would sound like, um, like in mm -hmm. their working environment before it's like loaded onto like a, you know, like a cartridge and then like tested <laughs> a simulator, like a way to simulate the sound that oh, they're okay, yeah. um, writing code for. So it's very interesting. I just thought that was an interesting note, but the sound was created by all the sound effects and the music were created by this other company. And we kind of talked about this before, but there's some new good music, um, like I, some of the things that I liked were like the Mermaid's Cave and like Jabu Jabu's Belly and also the Unicorn's Cave background music in Oracle of Seasons. Um, and then we had some songs that returned. So since there were Gorons, 
the Goron theme <laughs> made an appearance, mm-hmm. which was cool. I was like, oh, it's happening. We're in the Goron <laughs> cave. Um, and the Song of Storms, uh, or like the mm-hmm. windmill music. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about this. The main yeah, theme. the main theme. There's like multiple main theme versions. Um, there's at least two different main theme versions that I heard offhand. But yeah, I think there's definitely like multiple variants. Um, and that like internal like house music and like the cave music when you go in caves is reused or like um, maybe like remastered or whatever, but seemed pretty similar. And then I also talked about like when you get the harp, it uses the same sound mm-hmm. effect like from Link's Awakening when you get the um, when you get the um, the instruments. instruments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then in terms of like. The instruments, like we talked about, the magic harp um, lets you travel through time. Not dissimilar from the Ocarina of Time, but like different. <laughs> Conceptually the mm-hmm. same, but pretty different in, in uh, its use. Mm-hmm. And then you have like flutes to call mounts. Um, so you had like flutes where you could warp and stuff in other games, but in this one you specifically call like a mount to help you. And you had like this, mm-hmm. the, um, the, you know, like you play like Mambo's Mambo and stuff like that <laughs> in the other games too. Mm-hmm. To, do different things so we had instruments yeah, say, functionally it works a lot more like the like the Link's awakening songs. yeah exactly yeah. you have one instrument you pick which one you which song yeah you exactly need. exactly those were all the things that i wanted to say about music this time i had a short list i mean yeah i mean so I, I what i found interesting is that i think these games didn't add a whole lot while really changing it up yeah like like i i think the execution is very well done while using a lot of things that are just reused from previous games. Yeah, like you don't you don't feel like they're old games though. Like it's not the same as any of the other games. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems more modern even than than Link's Awakening. I have a sound related complaint. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, please do. <laughs> please complain. Why do game developers spend so long thinking we needed a piercing repetitive beep when we were at level? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like every game from that era and mm-hmm. before. And like, like I said, I was wearing the like extra damage ring, so I was at low health a lot, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I get it. I know it. it's yeah. very, it's very uncomfortable. They're like, it's like a warning. Yeah, like that was more of a motivation for me to find hearts than actual fear of yeah. dying, just to make mm-hmm. the music stop. And it would adjust for how much, how many hearts you had, so it would start earlier if you had more <laughs> yeah, hearts. Yeah, I noticed. That. Oh. Yeah, if you have like a bunch of hearts, and it starts at like four or five hearts instead of three. Yeah, and it's like and I'm like I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And. And there's so many games did that for so long. It's like Pokemon did that for a while. Pokemon is like the worst. It's like mm-hmm. the whole battle. Yeah. yeah. Though Pokemon actually did one of my favorite variations of it, although they only did it for one game, um, is where they kind of turned it into a, a jingle, like a music, like um, <laughs> in black and white when you got to low health, it would like turned it into like its own little musical theme, which was really neat. Like it mm. wasn't obnoxious. Like it had a little bit of like do 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 sound, but it like turned oh, it into okay, music. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Cool. I think I remember that. Yeah, I have to look that up because it drives me crazy every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, it just you get a couple of beeps and then it goes back to the normal or... music. But I really liked it incorporated into the mm-hmm. song. I'll have to find that song. Yeah, I don't it. remember mm-hmm. what it's like in Breath of the Wild, but I think that what that means is that it's not obtrusive like in these older games. Yeah. I think it makes like a couple of beeps when you're at low health and then stops. Like it goes like do 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 or something like. And that. then other mm-hmm. remember doing other that. things happen. Like you flash too, and like you can. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's like in even in these games, like you can see your hearts. Like I can see that I have three. Like I don't need yeah. to be warned. Yeah. yeah, it's like we have a, a HUD. It's not like one of those like immersive games where you need some mm-hmm. like 
immersive way of telling you that your health is low not that the beeping is immersive no it's distracting but yeah it's so obnoxious it It doesn't end i know (laughs) i know that's definitely true. and hearts are fairly thin on the ground in this game not as bad as some but Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. you can go a while killing every keys on the screen without finding a heart heart. stop the damn it and then you need extra (laughs) when you have a lot of hearts which is a pain Mm -hmm. agree (laughs) strong agree stop giving horrible beeping or like do horrible beeping for like two seconds and then stop like yeah. that's yeah, fine. yeah yeah um in conclusion <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know this is very interesting they like you i think because when you were kind of talking about this but like they yeah they took a lot of like concepts and like assets in the sense of like sprites and music and stuff and like mm-hmm. made things that feel very familiar but like definitely like new entries in mm-hmm. the zelda like it didn't just feel like a, a port and it didn't feel like a bad port like they felt like good new games yeah and even though they were very familiar i guess yeah they're fairly different like just in general from a lot of the zelda mm-hmm. games like they don't take place in hyrule there's a couple other mm-hmm. games that don't but yeah and um even like if you just play them on their own without the late game it's like there's no zelda again mm-hmm. and yeah they only show up at like the end of the mm-hmm. second game and i don't i just feel like the concept of like the way they're linked is also really interesting like i think they wanted mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. more but like you know couldn't because of time and stuff like that but yeah but like that whole aspect of the game and then they're linked but you can play them in any order um or like mm-hmm. in either order i guess like there's a lot of variability that's built yeah, into that's them. why they wound up not doing the <laughs> The third game because they were like how do we account for people playing three games in any yeah, order <laughs> right yeah and that would be a lot um, it would definitely be a lot mm-hmm. two was a lot <laughs> yeah because like you'd have to account for it's like we played game one game two and then game three or game two and then game one then game three or like... and then they're still trying to cram stuff onto like tiny game boy cartridges like mm-hmm. they're still not mm-hmm. we're still not working with like a lot of memory and a lot of storage and a lot of functionality yeah um yeah, we're still working with like I've typed bigger documents this week. Probably, <laughs> probably. Like, yeah, yeah. He probably took bigger photos this week than any of these yeah, games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you processed way more memory than this game. Yeah, yeah. The three second video of Bowie falling asleep I sent you guys was <laughs> probably larger than this game. And there was more complicated like processes to get it from your phone uploaded to the internet to us through Discord. Yeah. So than any process in like the, the probably the amount of like RAM. Even if you played this game multiple times in your lifetime, then like you would ever play this game. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty mind blowing when you think of yeah technology advancements that way. Oh yes, and I will say like I didn't I didn't beat this game, but and I haven't beaten many of the some several of the other Zelda games. Yeah. But I think this is the one that I'm going to be most disappointed that I didn't beat. <laughs> uh, Minish Cap, maybe I don't remember enough about it. I remember liking it, and so if I don't get there. Uh, to that one i may feel the same but i think with all the the big console ones i've either played enough or it's skyward sword and (laughs) i didn't like skyward sword at the time i'm i don't know i'm gonna feel about playing it yeah this time Um, i mean i think there's like valid things in it i just didn't i remember not liking it well i i i just remember trying to play skyward sword again and then just being like this is i'm i'm not why am I doing this? And I just stopped. So um, I feel like it's about due for a shift in opinion because I feel like people have really been trashing it lately. Really? So 
Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. my opinion is not trashing it. Yeah. I'm just saying like, just judging by the, the way the video game community uh, ebbs and flows. <laughs> Cause you know, people used to trash Wind Waker and now it's like considered one of the best in the series. Not that I think Skyward Sword will be considered one of the best, but I feel like it's due for a like, you were wrong about <laughs> Skyward Sword retrospective. Uh, Maybe. Well, kind of. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> well, what's, what's... is gonna looks like it's gonna incorporate some things from Skyward Sword, like the mm-hmm. flying yeah. and the yeah. I haven't stuff, played. So. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I was watching. Um, I was watching some like trailer analyses of mm-hmm. the thing on YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. like today. And uh, one person was like, "When he jumped off the cliff, I was half expecting him to whistle for his loft wing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he lands on like a machine yeah. because it's bre- it's like post Breath of the Wild, oh, yeah, post apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They did show that, didn't they? Yeah. He land. He, yeah. There's like these. I don't know. It looks like some kind of glider device, and there's like yeah, multiple kind of glider bird thing. Yeah, you know, it's like all the ancient tech machines or whatever from Breath of the Wild. I don't know. I'm sure there'll be lore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, but it has the same like diving animation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's definitely meant to like hint at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't played it in a while, but I remember there were like, like there were some parts I didn't like, but there was like a lot that I really liked in Skyward Sword. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just didn't. Yeah. I, I love. I was actually to... fairly positive on the motion controls. I remember. Compared to a lot of <laughs> I people. thought like, it was I didn't fun. Have the troubles with yeah, yeah I didn't have the yeah, troubles that a lot fine. of people did. I wonder if some people were trying to play it with a regular Wiimote. But um... oh yeah, you had the Wiimote Plus. <laughs> mm, yeah. I don't know if that's possible, but I f- it probably is because it's like not, not like the system knows which Wiimote you have attached to it when you play the game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the Wiimote mm-hmm. Plus just had a more sensitive motion control or something like mm-hmm. it wasn't that different mm-hmm. it wasn't like the difference between like the switch control yeah. and the Wii remote you know what i mean yeah. like mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i, mean, yeah, I had being, some like, of my favorite uses of the motion control in the whole like Wii library charging your so. sword was fun that was like the best part yeah. of skyward mm-hmm. sword yeah and the made good use yeah, of the speaker playing the pulling the uh the soon-to-be master sword from its pedestal with motion controls is one of pretty my like top rad. zelda moments like <laughs> pretty rad Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out if mm-hmm. I need the Wii, the Wii t- bar, sensor bar for the Wii U, and I was like, I don't know hey, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do I need? <laughs> but you don't need it for a Wind Waker, so I don't think you need it for mm-hmm. a, the HD Wind Waker anyway. So yeah, playing yeah. um GameCube games on the Wii is annoying because you need the sensor bar to turn it on and select the GameCube <laughs> yeah. game, but you don't need it for anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, um, for a minute I was like, oh my god, because I, I it's um, like there should be a way to Wii just go straight my... to it. <laughs> My Wii U was at my parents' house, and I was like, oh my god, I need the, the giant screen, otherwise I won't be able to start the... No, wait, 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 that was the yeah. Wii, mm-hmm. where you needed the you remote. You think you just need yeah. the little screen. You just need the control pad. Yeah, the control pad. Turn it on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can use just, like, yeah, a regular a regular pro controller, okay. too. I haven't played... Mm-hmm. I just can't um, believe, like, how stupid I feel about... I, I know exactly how the N64 works. I was like, okay, you plug in these things, I can do exactly what to do. And then when I... Mm-hmm. Op- because, like, the Wii U was in a box. And when I opened the box, I was like, what the fuck are all these cords for? <laughs> At least Nintendo just, like, color, color corded all the yeah, inputs. You get the, uh, yeah, you got mm-hmm. the cord to connect it to the TV, the cord to connect it to the wall, the cord to connect the, the, charger, the charger for the Wii, for the Wii, Wii, Wii pad the Wii into the wall. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a separate power thing. Yeah, I was like, what, yeah. what time period is this? Yeah, and then there was, like, I plugged in a Pro Controller because I was like, I'm not playing this with the screen, with the, you know... Although I don't know, maybe I will play with the gamepad because um, I guess there's probably stuff on the gamepad. I don't know. Yeah, I love the um, like the in between consoles because like early consoles you just needed a wire, and later <laughs> consoles you just need the wire. But those middle consoles had that like giant power source, yes, which weighs like a like thousand bricks. 
Yeah, I also had to make sure that it was plugged in in a way that it wasn't suspended off of the shelf and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is, this is dangerous. But yeah, it's pretty funny. The Switch, the Wii U is like such a weird console. Like, it's mm-hmm. like if we didn't have the Wii U, we wouldn't have the Switch, which is an amazing console. Yeah. But like, it's mm-hmm. such a weird console. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a very Nintendo yeah. console. <laughs> Great <laughs> ideas. Well, they like had market research that was like, people want to sit in the same room and play games at the same time as they're watching TV. Which is was like great insight from the time that I think was accurate, mm-hmm. and so anyway, I stand by full the of excellent concepts and no, some no. excellent e- execution, <laughs> but it didn't all come together quite right. Just mm-hmm. watching people throw their Wii remotes at their TVs, <laughs> you know, like getting really intense with like Wii bowling or whatever. Yeah. I love how you can um, you can like track the progression of that through like the warning screens on different <laughs> games. Like, yes. The earliest games didn't really have anything. And then the like, other ones were like, tighten the wrist strap around your wrist. Yeah. And then the other Make ones sure were like, lock the wrist strap in place with this plastic <laughs> thing. And then put the big mm-hmm. squishy thing around the top of the yeah. Wii Remote. All the Wii Remote Pluses had them. And I was like, I'm not using this. I trust mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I never, never, I haven't yet like, lost the Wii a timeline of human error in those warning <laughs> screens. <laughs> I remember somebody had like captured like a, you know, it was like a, a probably like a like a you know like a i don't know like a blogger blog of just every incident where someone yeah there was it was a website it was called we have a problem yeah right right right, 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 right. Yes. and it was like every every catalog of every incident yeah where people threw through the Wiimote. embedded into television screens so and good. shattered lamps and yeah people coming Injured back to the people. hospital with their head bandaged yeah it was so funny yeah i never had that problem I understood. Yeah. I'm like, how are so many people doing this? I've never thrown a Wiimote. <laughs> I don't, I think they just, it's like people were like casual games. Like I want to, I want to do like the DDR of wiggling my arms and it mm. like, doesn't work like that. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, whatever. I'm looking to, forward to having a new opinion about Skyward Sword. I just remember the time I was kind of like, eh, like whatever. Yeah. But I'm excited. I don't know. I'm ready mm-hmm. to have a new perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a try and, and hope for the best. We have to get through it. Because, we I can't have, have the shame memory. of not finishing games. I know, I know. Especially because I didn't finish Majora's Mask. I think that's my current shame. You feel shame for <laughs> not... Fin- I don't feel shame for not finishing Oracle of Ages, but I feel shame... Yeah, well, you beat one I, of them at yeah, least. Yeah, I did beat one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we both did better than Cosm this time. Oh my god. <laughs> Cosm, I thought you were supposed to be like the expert. I'm supposed to be the yeah. one who doesn't finish things. <laughs> but also my computer doesn't well, we, have... We each get one. Okay. Come on. You, know you can have rule. this one, but that means you can't yeah, have I did not expect one. to be the one who got furthest in, <laughs> in this game. Yeah. I expected Cosm to get the furthest, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fine. I was I was excited, too. I really thought I was, and then were, it just didn't happen. These were good games. Mm-hmm. They're not they were, my favorites yeah. so far, though, but they were good. Mm-hmm. They're very charming mm-hmm. games, I think. Like, they're mm-hmm. nothing spectacular, but... Like they have it a was... lot of their, they have a lot of personality and charm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think aesthetically and like like, I like the hustle. I don't know something like that. Like they're like I appreciate what they tried to do, um, and I really enjoy it mm-hmm. um, for that. They're very familiar um, while being like different mm-hmm. enough. Like if I was waiting for a handheld game, or if I was waiting for a new Zelda game, and I had played other of the two D ones, I think I would be. Ex- excited playing this like i would have mm-hmm. enjoyed them you know what i mean yeah and i enjoyed it i enjoyed playing it but mm-hmm. yeah 
I think did we talk about our favorites after Majora's Mask? I can't remember. I think we did a little I bit. Think so yeah. I don't remember what I said. I might be back double back doubling back on what I said, but I think my favorite so far was Majora's Mask. <laughs> Yay! Welcome. Did I say Ocarina of Time? I don't remember. I thought about it more. I think you did. Yeah, I think I'm tied between Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Kind of depends good. for favorite, and yeah. then I think Link's Awakening. I I agree. Hold on, wait. Let me find mm-hmm. my list of the ones we played so far. I made a list while I was in bed last night at like midnight. You know. Yeah, I've meant to start take, making a list of like. Okay, let's make a list now. Date, I'll record yeah. it. <laughs> I'll record our answers okay. for future for future. Okay, hold on, wait. Stack rank. <laughs> okay, well, my rank is uh, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, but I think they're narrow, as you said, um, mm-hmm. or as you're implying, I think. Um, and then Link's Awakening, then the Oracle games, then Link to the Past, then Zelda 1 and 2. Two last, mm-hmm. because fuck that game. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I think I'm about the same there. I think Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time are kind of flip-flop depending on my you know, the phase of the moon and <laughs> what I ate for breakfast that day. Um, <laughs> then Link's Awakening and then probably the Oracle games. Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Link, Link to the Past. Then Zelda 1, then Zelda 2. Yeah, Zelda 1, Zelda 2. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cause I'm ready to take your... <laughs> Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. I think actually the Oracle games and then Link to the Past. Uh, no, uh, Link's Awakening. And then Zelda 1, Link to the Past, Zelda 2. I don't know. I there was something about uh, Zelda two that I did like, but it was it just I don't know. It it had I, also yeah. had interesting concepts, much like the early Wii games. It had interesting mm-hmm. ideas. It just was mm-hmm. hard. Like for me, it was too hard. I think people that like yeah. Zelda two, because there's a lot of people that like Zelda two, which is totally fine. I just don't want. It was too hard for me to. It was above mm-hmm. like the level of like. Um, you know, like flow state where it was just too hard for me to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if if it was a little bit easier to grind, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, and then you could just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just grind a little bit and then. Yeah, level if it up. didn't like totally was... wipe your progress and right, send that's you back yeah. in the beginning, like every time you died, and yeah, and it was just a little too hard mm-hmm. to like get to the next level up and then die or something and try again. You know, mm-hmm. just I don't know. But um, but the palace theme is a banger. Like that is oh, one yeah. of the best songs oh, yeah. in the series. The music so was I give it credit for that. Great, of course. <laughs> and I did like the side scroller. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've kind of didn't talk about it, but this game also brought back the side scrolling platforming, um, mm-hmm. and like swimming and stuff like that. And I do, yeah, I'm not. Some of it was straight but... out of like Zelda One. Like there was a part where you like go down the little tunnel, get an item, and then go back. Yeah, like, <laughs> just like mm-hmm. in Zelda One, which yeah. is cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was cute. All right, now I have a document in my podcasting folder. Oh, okay. Zelda rankings. So. I was gonna here. Nice. Wait, I made a list. I'm gonna put it. I'll put it here. I'll pin it in our chat. I'll be good and not put Wind Waker at the very top before playing it, but <laughs> it's definitely gonna be at the very top next time. <laughs> I pinned our messages. Well, Wind Waker is your favorite. That's acceptable. It's a good game. Oh, and you're. I think you're right. There is like kind of a swing around of people being like. Wind Waker has aged well, as opposed to mm-hmm. some of the other games. Yeah. Like, I remember, um, I'm saying why I remember, it was just a couple of days ago, um, when, <laughs> before this uh, Nintendo Direct came out, mm-hmm. um, like, there was lots of rumors that they were going to announce a, uh, a Wind Waker remake. Interesting. And I was like, 
Why again? The original still looks fine. <laughs> it's the game also, that they, least needs a remake in the world. They remade it for mm-hmm. HD. Like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't need to remake it then because it still looks fine they on the game. They should have supported it. Um, they announced that... Um, it'd be funny if they uh, do announce one like later down the road before this episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I think they announced that Link to the Past might get a redo. Is that what I was reading? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think it was Link to the Past. Or maybe it was the Oracle games. It was one of the I don't Game Boy. I think there's any official announcement. No, I think but people were. Like saying. There's lots of rumors that people were that there was going to be a Wind Waker and maybe Twilight Princess like remake for the. Why Switch did they need a Twilight something? Princess but one? It was. It was I think they. Did. I think it's just people who want the games on the Switch instead of the Wii U. I do want them to port every <laughs> single thing to the Switch. Like I yeah, can I think get a behind port that. Would be fine, but like port a it. remake seems yeah. excessive. Yeah, for no. Those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the I think like the Wind Waker HD would display just fine, and so would Twilight Princess. They would display fine mm-hmm. on a. The Switch is only 720p, isn't it? So I don't know. Or like it's, it's still like not. It's not low resolution, but it's not like the highest possible resolution. Like it's not like yeah. 4K. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely. Yeah have GameCube games on there and display just fine, I think. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> That's really funny, though. <laughs> yeah. Don't remake it. It's perfect the way that it is. Practically perfect <laughs> in each and every way. <laughs> Kayla, are you going to play the GameCube version of Wind Waker? Or are you going to play the Wii U version? I think I'll play the Wii U. Cause... Okay. Is anybody mm-hmm. going to play I've played the GameCube, the GameCube version more in my life than the okay. Wii U one, so... I can only play the yeah, think... one. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay, well, it'll be fine. I think they're like 90% the same. They just made some quality of life changes and stuff, so. Yeah. A few, yeah. I think it's mostly finding the Triforce pieces. Yeah, which is the, the worst part. <laughs> so... Although I did remember yeah. they changed it so you automatically get the color picked up box, which actually makes me a little sad. I liked capturing the rainbow firefly and uh... doing the little quest mm. to update it, but. Well, all the main quests is the mm. same, I guess. Yeah. 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 As long as you can still do every single Windfall Island, like, mm-hmm. side quest, then I guess I'll be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind. Well, at least you have the choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to, like, two retro video game stores while we were on our trip and, like, looked for it with my eyes, but none of them had it. So, <laughs> whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine, I guess. Everything's fine. <laughs> And I have a Wii, so I, and I have like controls, so I could play it if I just get the game. But I don't know. I haven't played the Wii U version, even though I own it, so I might as well play it. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I started it. We'll see if there's a save file. What an exciting time! <laughs> Tonight, after we stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have any other things that we want to say about the oracles? They were good. <laughs> yeah. The animal companions were underused and needed less yeah. video game, less uh, mini games, but otherwise, <laughs> very enjoyable games. Fair they enough. were enjoyable yeah. and they were cute and they were very, I think they were like very, they have like, they were made by like another company, but they have like the right tone. Mm-hmm. They have good yeah. stories and I think they have good themes. Mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. think that the Oracle of Ages game revolved too much around death, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> everything is like the essence of time and then wasn't there like a ghost that you talked to it's like i hope you join the <laughs> the underworld soon or whatever i forget it's really funny <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> and like seasons was fun it's also all about kind of the flow of time but in a different way it was cool yeah yeah i did like how like 
how the seasons changed on their own, like not just on your. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you walk thing. into. A, it was kind of by like area, like it wasn't necessarily random. I think like the main mm-hmm. city was random, but then in other places yeah. it would be like always winter in this one area, unless you change it with the. Yeah. <laughs> a couple places seem to have like like two that it would flow between on their I mean, own. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I feel like I remember some switching between like. Yeah, like fall. Autumn and winter or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And then there's some places where it's like, okay, like, obviously you have to change. It was a good mechanic for, like, puzzling. Like, you you had to do a lot of um, yeah. mini games and stuff in the in ages. But in Oracle Seasons, a lot of it's like, walk around, find the stump, change the place, walk back. And it's like, now you can climb this snow and go in this other cave mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. I enjoyed it. I like the one where there's like a locked house and it said like Santa welcome. And so <laughs> yes. you had to go up top and go through the chimney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to jump through. That was really, really uh-huh. funny. These also had good jokes, just like Link's Awakening, I feel like. You know, mm-hmm. like the dialogue was funny and like like you know, like yeah. you said, like I guess it's a beauty product or whatever. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Okay, well, now that the flow of time and the flow of seasons has been restored, <laughs> it's time <laughs> for us to say goodbye. So no. Yeah. Well, until next time. Don't you want to go play Wind oh, Waker? Okay. <laughs> wow. <Yes>. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Are you allergic? My excitement. <laughs> you looked at Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. How dare you? <laughs> That's why I didn't play it. I, didn't, oh, okay. I was embarrassed, so I didn't tell you. Oh, I'm True. sorry. I shouldn't have asked you about your medical condition. <laughs> HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> what happened is he tried to play seasons, but then his allergies started acting up every time it went to Summer, spring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, join us September, not December, September, December, December. Join us December 1st for Wind Waker. It's going to be a good time. Legend of Zelda, Global Warming Edition. (laughs) Everything's underwater. It's the consequence of Oracle Seasons. Yeah, basically. It's like, oh, you restored the seasons. And it's like, because you changed it so much, it's just like massive climate change in the world of (laughs) Hyrule. (laughs) Don't ruin this for me. I mean, (laughs) there's just like, it's like Legend of Zelda Polynesia Edition. It's just always been lots Mm -hmm. of islands and water. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's like, don't worry, the gods chose to flood it to (laughs) trap Ganondorf or whatever. (laughs) 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 Well, I guess we'll find out. I was going to say, why did they flood the the Tower of the Gods or whatever? But, you know, whatever. (laughs) All will be revealed shortly. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll see you then. Cool. Bye. 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 Wind Waker. <laughs> it's happening. Your favorite. Yay. And my former favorite, but only surpassed by Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Maybe Breath of the Wild 2 will be better or whatever. Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Next year. Oh my God. Oh my God. They finally put a date. Oh my God. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So cool. I know. I know. Okay. Bye. I guess. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Pacific time was just weird because it's like I left there at like I don't know five in the morning and then I got here at like three p.m. and I was like it is my lunchtime I'm starving <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was it was weird. I used to so. do that. In yes. Yeah, but we were younger then. <laughs> now I'm old and have a special diet. Old cat with kidney issues. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start eating like rural Canaan if they're not if I'm not careful. <laughs>
That'll be the next thing my gastroenterologist prescribes me. It'll be great. <laughs> I just sent the, uh, the Pokemon oh. thing. Oh. Let's listen to it later. <laughs> Later's now, right? Yeah. <laughs> or that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like a dumb like, yeah, situation not... where it like yeah. <laughs> cuts off. That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And like the, the the balance between the the music and the beeping, I think mm-hmm. is right. right. Whereas like in the other games, yeah, like it starts off louder quiet. to get your attention, but then it becomes just yeah. sort of the background part of the music, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just like more frantic music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I liked the way they did that. It's nice. There are a lot of cool music things that Black and White did that they didn't bring back that I wish they had. <laughs> Like when you're down to the, uh, this has become a Pokemon podcast briefly. Um, <laughs> that happens like once in a while. Like when you're down to the, uh, <laughs> when you're down to the last Pokemon of like a gym leader or elite form member, the music will change to like this triumphant remix of the main Pokemon theme. Oh. Which is really cool. Like you, you're like, yeah, I'm kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah. We definitely talk about Pokemon at least once an episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> For like multiple reasons. <laughs> We probably already talked about Pokemon this episode. Actually, we did because they're paired. Yeah, yeah we did because you're comparing the version mm-hmm. differences. I just, I don't, I don't think there's a game that has like similar, like these games were like released together, but they're not the same game. They're interconnected, yeah. but they're not the same at all. I mean, I think the, maybe the closest are some sequels where they really didn't make a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure they exist. But still, like, I think, like, for example, um, between like, Oh, sorry, I had verb between um <laughs> between Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Like, well, I, I they're think, similar, like, uh, but I think they're it? pretty different. Was it like Super Mario U and another Mario game that came either right before, or right after? I think were pretty similar. Um, mm. So something like that, I think, where like there just really wasn't enough to to really. Like, the gameplay is all very similar. There's a few things that are different, but, like... I feel like those games were, like, an like... updated re-release than yeah. like um, separate games. Or... I was thinking... Well, I think I think there... I can't... I, I feel like there is one that is pretty much, um, a, like, a new... It was meant to be a new game, but it they really didn't make many changes. Oh, well, I don't remember. Is it, like... Um, I don't know. I feel like they're all kind of different i don't know i haven't played as many of the newer game newer mario games only yeah 64 and like a little bit of sunshine and a little bit of galaxy and a little bit of like yeah. odyssey or whatever yeah i'm not super into the like 2d-ish games yeah but they they had the big 2d revival kind of in mario mm-hmm. i was like oh good the mario games I don't like. <laughs> the two the 3dification <laughs> of all the platformer ones Although I love the idea of Mario Maker, like yeah, Mario Maker games where nice. you can make your own game are pretty cool. I don't know, people do crazy things with Mario Maker. I just find it as mm-hmm. a con. I don't particularly like playing it, but as a concept, is very interesting. 